As I usually do, I'm going to remind everyone here to go to HankStrange.com, sign up for our email list. You know, if you look around the site, we've got lots of different posts on there, um, things that can help you figure out what different platforms are on. Like right now, we're broadcasting from Utreon because Utreon lets us um, lets us sh show and handle guns while we're going live. And there's a whole bunch of other things on there. If you're looking for links, things that we talk about, all that good kind of good stuff, you can find it over there. All right, that said, big shout out to Walther Arms for sponsoring the podcast. We really do appreciate the support of Walther Arms out there. Uh, check that out. That's my PDP t-shirt. I don't know if you guys have one of these, but uh, I mean, you know, you got to have the PDP and the PDP t-shirt at the same time. All right, so listen, let's do this. I'm going to throw Alicia, the boomstick babe, up in there. What? Wait, that's the wrong, that's the wrong camera. Here we go. Boom. There we go. That's a better camera. All right, so um, let's, let's uh, press the button here and go for the open. Welcome back. The all right guys situation. thanks for joining us Lifestyle here make sure you smash that subscribe load. button smash the thumbs ups ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live from the YouTube. From yeah i don't know um yeah i think you can subscribe you can do all kinds of things here on utreon for the folks joining us wondering utreon is kind of like it's like patreon it's like youtube so that's it if you guys want us to explain it we'll get into that here shout out to everyone who's in the chat okay let's do the jazz hands alicia let's do that you're not you know you're not new you've been here before jazz hands there you go uh alicia's coming in a little broken up you guys out there let me know in the chat if i'm coming in broken up as well is it me is it alicia is it both or is of it us? my fault yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll work on it we'll work on it while we're doing the show here um that being said, welcome to the show. I hope you guys have your big girl panties on. This is episode 834 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. Like I said, our guest is Alicia the Boomstick, babe. What's up, Alicia? What's going Hi. on? Hi, guys. Hi, world. I'm back. Yes, you're here. <laughs> I think some people are happy. Uh, uh, LV Louis Cypher, I see him saying, cool, Boomstick, babe, is on again. There you go. Yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't see any of the chat. I don't know if what's because. Oh, so the chat, we sent you a link. We sent you a link, and that has. Um, so you have to look at it on Utreon. Don't go open another page right now. I'll let you know what the chat is. But if you do, you can, um, you know, you can, if you want to, if you have a different device or something, you can go over to Utreon. Uh, just put Google Utreon, who moved my freedom, and you will see the podcast. Huh? Let's do that. And do it on my phone. Yeah, that's the way to do it. You can also you can also watch, um, listen or whatever. You can use your iPad if you have an iPad and you use Google Chrome. You can go through that okay. to Utreon and look for Who Moved My Freedom, and you can find it there. Let me see. I'm gonna get some. Gonna, I can't share the I can't share the um, the chat, but I can shout people out. LB Louis Cipher says Hank is clear. Um, let's see. It's all Alicia's fault. Yeah, uh, Jade Grew says I'm coming in clear. Uh, Cruise Cruise Man says it's all your fault. It's all it's all Alicia's fault. <laughs> yeah. She's a troublemaker. <laughs> you are just a goes, naughty, very naughty, Alicia. Yeah, that's cool. We'll deal no. with it. Um, some people Sorry. are having some issues out there. Try refreshing it. That's my advice to anyone that's having. Um, issues out there that's what i would say if you guys have any questions or anything like that let us know and we will get to that i'm trying to see how to just so so far as i know 
Um, Utreon said sometime tonight. Let me see. I got to go back to my notes here. Lola says uh, the Android app will have live streaming capability late tonight and working tomorrow. iOS will update next week. So next week you'll be able to use okay. iOS. I'm on actually... iOS. I'm on... Oh, okay. If uh, so, if you have um... I'm an Apple captive junkie. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm a I'm, I'm an Apple dude also. So. You know, but they're working on folks out there. Utreon's working on folks being able to watch the show live from their from your phone. So I think Android's going to go up later on tonight, and then so, what is it next week? You'll be able to use um, iOS devices. But if you have an iPad, you can just go on Google Chrome and do it through that. So All right. well, that's can't. Awesome. what's that? Whatever. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying sorry to everybody out there in the Utreon oh. world. I can't read a damn thing you're saying, so. Right. <laughs> we'll get it fixed. Listen, as we as we do this, yeah, as we do this, um, you'll get it figured out. We'll probably, you know, since people like having you on, if you like coming on, maybe we'll, maybe we'll give you your own day, Alicia. Do you want your own day here on the podcast? <laughs> I was huh? gonna say something real wrong because I always I, I'm so crass. I was gonna say is a pig's pussy pork, but the <laughs> oh my is god, pig. yeah, <laughs> you crass, no. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I'm gonna grab who would think here. such a thing? <laughs> You're not crass at all. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Stay hydrated, you know. <laughs> Keep Sorry, it fresh. Guys. Keep it fresh. <laughs> um, yeah, listen. I was so tired when oh, yeah. I. I I'm still tired. I was really tired. But I was so tired. I asked Lola to make me like some coffee. So she made me some iced coffee. Um, and I was like, man, I hope Alicia is in her normal mood today because it's going to be tough. I and mean, obviously, yeah, obviously you're in your normal mood. So good. Yeah. We'll just, yeah. Church today. Apparently the sin is still alive within me. Oh, you went to church today? No, I said I haven't went to oh. church today. So. Oh, okay, because Cruise Man says give her a Sunday. Ha ha. We're not here on Sunday. Cruise I need, a, I need yeah. a whole couple yeah. afternoons with Jesus, honey. I think he and yeah. I uh, would right. have some good conversations. If we gave you, if we actually were on Sunday and you were on, lightning would strike every single time. <laughs> you know, I, I was gra uh, grazed. I was raised very, very very Catholic, like serious Catholic. Mm -hmm. And, um, I grew up, my family's from a small town, Trinidad, Colorado. I know I mentioned this before, but yes, you know, it you was did. very, yeah. my grandma went to church on Saturday night and Sundays. Okay. And then I think she also went on Wednesdays. So, I mean, we grew up that way, practicing that way. I mean, it, for the longest time, I wasn't even allowed to have like alcohol in my grandma's house. So it was like mm -hmm. very, very serious. I mean, even to this very day, not even, not no, even for, not even for the sacrament. Okay, no. Not even I'm for a, the sacrament. I'm a rebel. Oh, okay. Ah, I was saying you can't, you uh, couldn't have alcohol for the sacrament. You know, like uh, isn't that why? You know, I didn't what even, was I did, wasn't ever even really allowed to bring booze into my grandma's house. Okay, I don't blame her. <laughs> like so, like whatever. But I mean, I always uh -huh. respected my. I did whatever. She I mean, how old were you that you wanted to bring booze into your grandma's house? Seriously. 30? <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> okay. No, I thought you were talking about you're like a teenager. Yeah. No, I was mm -hmm. a good kid. I had a really great childhood, uh -huh. honestly. I was 
I mean, my I had a great childhood. It's it's growing up that sucks when you uh, start having to pay bills and mm-hmm. you don't get all the presents that you want for Christmas, all that stuff. Anybody mm-hmm. wants to send me presents, I will take them. I have no shame when it comes to that. So it's like, gift me something. Okay. But I was, you know, I was my grandma's baby. So it was like, mm-hmm. I lived it up as long as I could. Okay, understood. By the way, the hair is looking good. Oh, thank you. Is I that, combed it. Oh, okay. I was going to say, is that real? I don't know if you put a, you know, put some extensions no, or something up in there. Oh, it's all you. No, okay. The, yeah, the hair's looking good. This is, that, uh, yeah. this is that good Spanish blood that runs yeah. through. It's looking nice and curly uh, and bouncy. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's real hair. I barely oh. just realized this in the past five years that the hair industry is one of the most expensive industries in the whole world. Like, this is all news to me, like I said, but. Not just like women of color, but white women. White women buy wigs. They get extensions. They get all oh, yeah. these fake oh. things done to their hair. I mean, mm-hmm. if I spend more than thirty bucks on a haircut, I'm out of there. Like, oh, oh I mean, really? Okay. I don't color my hair. I don't dye my hair. I don't do mm-hmm. any of that stuff. I, okay. You know, whatever. I'm a wash and wear kind of gal, but mm-hmm. I didn't realize like women are spending like three hundred, four hundred dollars on just the hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots of money. And mingled in her other hair mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I'm like, that's a gun. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a gun. That's a that's a new gun. If I'm spending $300, $400 on something just, to, you know, every eight weeks, psh, mm-hmm. should, I would have an arsenal rather than spend it on my hair. I'm like, shave it off and, you know. Yeah. Your image Go is frozen. Ever, so I hope, uh, yeah, I hope we're still going through. I know your image is frozen right now. Um, LV Louis oh, Cipher says gorgeous mane of hair. That's from LV Louis Cipher. You know. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. That one guy likes me right on. I I have a Venmo. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's Venmo at Hank Strange. That's what it is. Oh <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. Let me, let me switch room in my house. I'm gonna take oh, okay. with me, but let yeah. me. Switch rooms in my house and I'll get like super, yeah because you're frozen with this look on your face like that I don't know if you could but right like, now hey. you're you're, fro- you're hey, frozen hey, with this hey, look hey. on your face that's just funny <laughs> um it's, yeah let me take that off before people are like what is going on that's her this tonight it's not me that's all I know it is not me tonight um I'm gonna take you on oh there you go how if I can get a a better signal here. Let's see yeah. what we're doing. We're going on a walk. We're going on a walk. Yeah. We don't have anybody um, else to distract you. On- yeah, whoever's on the internet over there, tell them to get off. You know, if you've got Nobody. like uh, security I've, I've, cameras or whatever, any devices that are on the internet, you need to shut those off. All those uh, drag the internet down. Yeah, you never had it. You never had internet problems before. Let's see what we got. Yeah, we've never had problems. So let's no. see what we got. Let's see what we can do here. And oh, okay. usually it's just uh, get some no, light going on that. She's in, she's in the darkness now. Oh, yeah. boy. Don't yeah. judge me. Don't judge yeah. me. I'm a uh, I know you. T- I know you took so, the uh, light off so we can't see anything. <laughs> well, that's why I wanted to uh, be upstairs is because the light is so much better up there. You know oh, what I'm okay. saying? Yeah. Down here, it's like kind of romantic. Oh, so you're far away from the you're far away from the signal. That's probably why, though. Yeah, probably what it is. Yeah, you're too far from the signal. 
Okay. Let's see what we got Let's here. So yeah. I'll, make work here. Right. Um, by the way, you were talking about you grew up in Trinidad, Colorado. I actually drove through there recently. Yes. Okay. I, uh, where'd you eat? Did you eat there or not? No. No, no, no. I just kept rolling. But I, but I was on the highway. Uh, I'm trying to remember what highway I was on. Whatever the main highway is out there, I was on that highway driving through Colorado. Uh, what? Yeah, that was 20. Highway I-25? Maybe it was that, yeah. I was going, does that go south? Uh, it goes north and south, yeah. So yeah. Uh, Trinidad is the last city yeah. mm -hmm. uh, before you go into New Mexico. So mm -hmm. it's exit 13 on highway. Uh, it's 13 miles north of the New Mexican uh, Colorado border. So yes, it's yeah. the sex change capital of the world. Oh, is it? It's <laughs> creepy. Oh, yeah, it is creepy. And why um, Trinidad? Why is Trinidad Colorado? It just looked like a desert to me when I was driving through. It's a sex change capital of the world because mm -hmm. um, Dr. Biber, who grew up there, or well, he didn't grow up there. He's the founder of the sex change reassignment surgery, pretty much. Oh, okay. So he started mm -hmm. his practice there. Mm -hmm. And then that's that. I mean, it became, okay. it started flourishing. Where he started doing all the sex reassignment surgeries. So, are you getting a okay. better signal from me now? Uh, well, I'm seeing you. I don't. I don't know if we could say that it's better, <laughs> but you know, we'll take it. We'll deal with it. We'll, de we'll deal with Sorry, it. Yeah. This stuff, yeah. If you've got other devices that are on the internet, turn off the Wi-Fi on those devices so yeah. they're not. I don't. They're all off. The okay. Only, uh, devices I have. Are yeah. LV Louis Cipher says yes. I twenty five goes north and south. So. Uh, yes. Yeah, LV Louis Cipher man, yeah. he knows he knows it all. Uh, He's down so with me apparently, so we're cool. Yeah, I just kept rolling through there. I only stopped to get gas. That's it. You're, I was you're like, oh, Alicia. Much. I remember you're it. I was like, Alicia said she's from around here. I'm gonna keep it moving. Yeah. I don't want to stay here. I would have. <laughs> I would have driven to meet you if you're driving through my uh, state, man. Oh. I um, you know, uh -huh. we ride hard around here. That's my. That's my shit. Oh, okay. I'd rather at least have a good experience and a hometown experience. You know what I mean? Something mm -hmm. good. Yeah, I was nice. just, I was just steamrolling through, man. I didn't want to. Uh, I already ran into snow in Colorado, in my van. Oh, okay. So are you not a? I like to drive in the snow kind of a person. Uh, I mean, I grew up in New York, so I've driven in the snow. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, it's been a while. Here, I can share this picture with everyone. I think I shared this already. Look at that. Oh, yeah. That's that's me hiding under a Conoco gas station when it started snowing. That's me hiding out there as the snow. Look at that. Those are my footsteps in the snow. Right there. So that's when I first got into Colorado and I was like, yeah, I'm not I'm rolling right through this place. So, I love the snow. I um I have mm -hmm. a hard time when I'm stuck in a certain season for too long, like don't get me wrong, I love the beach. I'm craving, I'm craving the sun right now. I'm craving some seawater, big mm -hmm. time. But uh, mm -hmm. there's no place like home. I love coming back home to my dry ass air and my mile high, you know, lifestyle. It's the place for me. I'm just, I'm getting real sick and tired of how um, bitch made Colorado is becoming with um, mm -hmm. all this gun control, with all these, you know shitty laws that are going to affect they're attacking our preemption now they want to change preemption in our state i think we passed six gun control laws just this year in 2021 yeah um i mean so much is going on here and i just feel like 
nobody's speaking up about it. No one's doing anything about it. And why do you think that's happening, uh, though? Why do you think it's happening? Why is Colorado such a hotbed for new gun control laws? Because I think a lot of people that are moving here are liberals and democratic. And I think that they come from states that have a lot of gun control, namely California, and they bring that mentality and that mindset here. Mm -hmm. And I also think there's a lot of cities that were normally, you know, urban cities like, you know, Latino, Chicano, Mexicano, Asian that are being gentrified. And, you know, when neighborhoods become gentrified, you, you, you know, people become displaced. They become, you know, either they're leaving Colorado because they can't, you know, keep up with the cost of living. They're being pushed out and, you know, commerce is taking over. And most of that commerce is very, very um, white liberal. Okay. And white liberal tends to come with gun control. And I'm not saying all white mm-hmm. liberals are for gun control. I'm saying a uh, most good of them. chunk of <laughs> Yeah. So let me ask you this. You know? So Latinos in Colorado have traditionally been pro-gun. They've traditionally been conservative or conservative-leaning or they vote for Republicans. Is that... You know, I would say... The history of Colorado has become very convoluted. So when it comes to like Chicano history, mm-hmm. I'm going to get at that here in a second. But mm-hmm. it usually used to be very democratic. But the face of what it meant to be a Democrat then and a Democrat now has mm-hmm. changed, okay. you know, extremely. I mean, I was raised by my you know stepfather's family, which is my family here in Denver. My father's family is from Trinidad, Colorado. And here in Denver... My Hermosillo family, my Mexicano family, my stepfather's family is very, very radical, is very vocal and is very political. I was taken out of school every year on Columbus Day to go Mm -hmm. down to Civic Center Park, a huge park in front of our um, mayor's um, building here and our city and county building here. Mm -hmm. That uh, And we would protest Columbus Day with all the mestizos, all the indios, the Chicanos. It was very united. Mm-hmm. I, I grew up on, in the art district in Santa Fe in the city and county of Denver painting murals with, you know, Carlota Espinosa and, you know, my grandfather and, you know, mestizos and indios and stuff. I mean, they taught me how to make weapons. They taught me how to use my voice. They taught, you know, we would draw murals. We would hold protests. I mean, I grew up being told about the protests for um, against, you know, Coors uh, beer because of how they treated Latinos. So... You know, back in the day, what it meant to be a Democrat and, you know, Mayor Pena and all this stuff Mm -hmm. is a completely different face of what it means to be a Democrat and liberal today. And I think it's become more uh, in alignment with uh, control and, you know, the big, stiff, oppressive hand of tyranny than it has been for, you know, La Vosa, the people, for the head of the people, which is very, very saddening to me. Um, I'm a huge uh, advocate of the arts, especially independent arts. Mm-hmm. And one of my um, favorite industry or companies here in Colorado is called Su Teatro. Uh, it's a teatro that um, has a lot of plays that they write and uh, perform that are surrounded in uh, Colorado history, Chicano history, uh, Latino history. And they talk about all the suffrages and, you know, all the trials and tribulations that our community has faced throughout, you know, the past, you know, 50 to 100 to 400 to pack a couple thousand years depending on you know what they're highlighting in that moment and I I just got an email from them because I bought a seat in their building and dedicated it to my grandfather uh David Hermosillo senior in his memory 
uh, to help preserve their building and to give them the right to purchase our building so they'll never be gentrified out of that neighborhood, mm -hmm. uh, that they have a free classroom going on for Chicano Studies. It's a two-day course that I was so excited when I got the email to attend. And then I look at the bottom of the email and it says that you have to be vaccinated in order to attend. You have to show proof of vaccination, and if you're not vaccinated, or oh, and you also have to wear a mask, even if you're even if you're not vaccinated, and if you're not, you have to show proof of a um, quick test within like those 72 hours that you don't have COVID, which was completely mm -hmm. appalling to me that this is the message that my community is sending out to my community, and the irony of it is, it's like, hey, we're going to teach you about all the suffering that your your people have been through under this tyranny and under these requirements it's like are you freaking kidding me <laughs> so i don't know yeah. where we've become mm -hmm. so disoriented and lost and we lost the fight and we lost the passion and we lost the involvement but somebody needs to light a fire under these people's asses and start reminding them of what it means to be free what freedom because, really looks you know, like i mean that doesn't that doesn't exactly. look or sound like freedom yeah Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, these people are coming from immigrant families. Let's let's be real here. Mm -hmm. Most of America is built on immigrants of any kind, whether it be Irish, Protestant, mm -hmm. you know, black, mm -hmm. whatever you are, you're some form of an immigrant here. And if we think back onto how we're treating our communities and what we're asking them to do in order to even just get education, even to get knowledge. It's like they're building these parameters on purpose. And it's like as a culture, we're contributing to the boundaries that tyranny is setting forth. And all you're doing is teaching our up and coming youth that this is the norm, that this is okay by allowing it. And, you know, I wasn't raised to be quiet. It's quite apparent that I'm a really opinionated and vocal person. And it's to the point now where it's like, you know what? I, I would be ashamed if my grandfather was still alive, my grandpa Hermosillo, if he would see what is going on in our communities and how our voices are being lost. Mm -hmm. And now I, I it's think time to, for me to do something. About it. Yeah, I think to a lot of people, whoever are behind these organizations, to a lot of them, it's just a kind of a trope, you know, to pretend that you're for oh, the, the colored people, you know, you're for the black people, the brown people, you know, you're for indigenous oh, yeah. people or this, you know, you're, 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 that's a thing that you're doing, but you don't really mean that you want those people to be free and then independent, right? Because, you know, freedom is, freedom is a thing you have to maintain, you know, um, and independence is also a thing you have to work really hard for in order to be able to maintain. So, and freedom. It's not an easy thing. People think, oh, because to, I was yeah. born here, you were born free. And it's like, that's the way it should be. But that's not always what it is. People are dying and bleeding and suffering for those freedoms on a national level, on a daily basis, overseas and wars. I mean, we're fighting rich men's wars with our people. And one of the craziest things is I think uh, Native men, Native men and uh, are one of the highest demographics in the armed forces. and But they only make up the largest 2% of the world. And, you know, Native people have a huge, a huge ploy in who's in the armed forces. And then you think about that also, you know, Native people being, and I'm talking about Native Americans. Yeah, the, okay, you know, I was trying to figure out. So there's a lot of Native Americans in the armed forces as a high percentage? Yes. Mm -hmm. And um, irony is they also make up the largest numbers of missing women.
and kidnap women and abuse women. So it's like we have the smallest demographic of people that are fighting for our countries and are also being lost in our streets and no one's doing anything about that. And mm-hmm. it just it, it hurts me. It hurts me in my heart because I think about, you know, how I was raised and the lessons that I was given when I was raised, you know, by my grandfather. You know, he would take me on the bus. He would take me to these neighborhoods. He would take me to meet these people and they would teach me about their culture. They would teach me about our culture and what it means to be, you know, the cockroach people. And that's Mm -hmm. literally what they call us, the cockroach people and how Mm -hmm. we thrive. And it's like no matter what no matter what scenarios, no matter what environments that you throw us in, we're going to thrive. And right now we're not thriving in our voices. We're not thriving politically or our involvement and how our people are being treated and how our generations to come are going to be treated. And, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people that believes that, yes, I can make a difference, even if it's just me by myself. I really don't mm-hmm. give a shit. Um, so that's what I'm going to start doing. I mean, that's what I've been doing here lately, and it's just only going to get worse. It's only going to get more involved, and it's only going to get more relentless. And I'm going to make it to the point they're going to have to give me what I want because they're going to have to listen to me. And, yeah. I mean, I, I went to a Hispanic Chamber of Commerce um, event here the other day, and I got looked at by everybody there like I had three boobs when I told them what I did for a living and what I advocate for, and I'm a Second Amendment and self-defense, and you know, um, is that a bad thing? I don't. I'm assuming that. Well, they just looked at me like, "What? Oh. Mm-hmm. What? Like, yeah. how are you going to? Why would you do that? Why are you so, okay with that? Guns are bad. Okay? <laughs> so it's like it becomes breaking the narrative. Yeah, it becomes breaking the narrative. Like, I have to do something about this and bring awareness to it. And you know, I was finding like as a group of people, everybody was looking at me like I'm ridiculous. But on the sneaky. You know, it's like they don't want their friends seeing them talk to me, but they want to talk to me. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, hey, uh, you know, I don't like the NRA. And I said, well, good. I don't either. Um, you mm-hmm. know, I think there's a lot of problems with them. That's I'm not the NRA, though. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm from Colorado. I'm a citizen of, you know, the United States. And they're like, well, these are the issues that I'm having. And it's mm-hmm. like, OK, I'm glad that somebody's willing to be there to listen to these people. But it still is like an, a taboo topic mm-hmm. as of yet. Yeah. Still like, mm, I think know, we that... don't want to know that we have guns. We want to tell people we vote about guns or right. how we feel about them. Big secret. Yeah, I think that, you know what it is? Uh, and by the way, I see someone was saying here that you may have to bounce your router and the device. So I'm not 100% sure what that means, but you might have to reset everything and all that. So I don't know because it's not getting any better bounce. here. Yeah, you might have to reset it, which <laughs> means we will have to. A derogatory <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think that's what they mean. But uh, you know, basically, you'd have to probably shut everything down, start it up again, and get on it, which you could do if you if you want to. And we'll just keep going, and then you can catch back up to us. But um, I here's I'll do my whatever you want me to do. This is your show. Uh, here's my thought on it. Um, I don't know. Maybe the folks out there are cool with it. We can hear you pretty pretty well. So I don't know if that's a that's an issue or not. Here's something I realized a long time ago. A lot of people out there who pretend that they're the ones looking out for us and they're the ones that should be responsible for us, they look at us like pets. And, oh, yeah. Exactly. You know, this is 
You know, I mean, I, I don't, I personally don't like to live in thinking all the time about, you know, what's my, you know, what's my skin color, where am I from and all that. But ultimately it is, it's part of our, all of us is part of our identity and we have to deal with it. But I believe that I could talk for myself. The way I see it, we should all, we should be looked at equally under the law, even though we're like human beings are not equal to each other. We should be looked at equally in that way. We should be able to be responsible for ourselves and take care of ourselves and all that and the funny thing is when you look at these guys and how they act a lot of them think that we're just their pets that's the way they look at us when you see you know I we're think, the entertainment they love our culture but they don't love us yeah well they they don't see us as human beings they don't see us as other equal human beings that can stand up for themselves and speak for themselves and defend themselves and do all these kinds of things we're really just pets to them an example i saw after the elections uh especially what happened in virginia i saw i think it was kevin dixie kd was sharing um some i think it was a twitter of there was a there was a, a white liberal woman that was like oh these black people just don't know any better <laughs> you know we're gonna have to we're gonna have to make these choices something along that line right if anyone else is you know, it, know it's about, about yeah it's about that they want it's like another way of oppression right it's like oh let me adopt your suffering too because you're too stupid to fight for yourselves and mm -hmm. for yourselves and it's like get out of our communities that's yeah. the real solution is Get, get out of our communities. Your involvement in our community and our community issues is a problem in the first place. If you want to be sympathetic, then vote for civil liberties, not just focusing on people as a demographic like, oh, yeah. the poor black dumb people and the poor lazy Mexicans and, you know, yeah. all that Don't stuff. Don't get like, mad when up. people vote for the for the other party because people are seeing that. I, I Honestly, I believe no party really cares. But definitely the the Democratic Party is just out there just fronting. They're just pretending they give a shit. And people could see that, you know, and, and oh, folks yeah. are supporting them and they could see it, it's it only takes, you know, we're just living in a different world, man. So even though people think that, that um, groups of people out there are stupid, they could see that these people don't really care about them, that, you know, they're not trying to help them or do anything for them. They're just trying to get into a position of power. And then when we realize, oh, it's like for me, here's how I look at things. I don't love Republicans. I don't love Democrats. I, I don't even care about libertarians, right? I just want to be free. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I just want to be able to do stuff for myself, take care of myself, defend myself, and want government to be as small as possible. You know, I don't care what other people do if it doesn't affect me or take away from me or hurt um, children or people who can't protect themselves, you know, for whatever reason, like, for example, their children or, you know, that's it. I don't, all this other crap they're talking about, I really don't care about. You know, it really doesn't matter to me what someone's sexual orientation is, what their colors, or the male or female, what their religion is, or that thing. Like, let everybody live. I get, uh, I get really tired of the weak-mindedness of you have to refer to people as a certain way. Shit, if that was the case, I'd be like, everybody needs to call me her highness, your highness. I identify as royalty. You kiss my ass. <laughs> that's how I tell everybody. It's mm -hmm. like, well, you know, it, because it, at some point this is absurd. It, it really mm -hmm. becomes absurd. And you, it, gender is such a big topic and it hurts so many people's feelings. And it's like, I, I, I watch a lot of Ben Shapiro. I like that guy um, mm -hmm. about how he, you know, attacks those topics to people about, you know, how, you know, presumed gender identity and all this stuff. And 
you know, we usually, we always end up talking about gender when we talk. I don't know why, but Mm -hmm. you know, I don't care what you want to call yourself. And honestly, I really don't care what you do to your body. Cause I mean, if that's what you want to do to your body, it's your body, do it. Just make sure that you're not hurting anybody and you're not, you Mm -hmm. know, doing anything that's causing pain to others. And Mm -hmm. I mean, pain is relative, right? What is pain? It's how fast a neuron fires within the body, right? Mm -hmm. That's all it is. All pain is there for is pretty much to still let you know that you're alive. Right. Mm -hmm. So, or to warn you of impending doom. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Yeah. You are on fire right now. What? I'm on fire. If you want to do, yeah. That's what pain is about. Do it, Mm -hmm. but don't judge others for, you know, how you're, portraying that to the world because nobody's a mind reader you know what i mean like you Mm got to have thick skin in this world it doesn't make it right it doesn't make it wrong it makes it life you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and it's like that's what we're here for is the preservation of life you maybe you want to go and live in the mountains and you know hack off your weenus and marry four other dudes that did the same and grow weed and you know, take psychedelics like, and I don't even like hearing those you know, words you're speaking right now. Care. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like do You lost you me at hack off weenus. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, just right. um I uh I, yeah. I really don't care about those things. I care mm-hmm. about why should uh-huh. I the the truth is they hate us all equally. If that's if that's how we want to look at it. Like mm-hmm. everybody wants to talk politics uh-huh. and oh this is a privileged class, this is a privileged class. The only class that matters is the 1% of the world that's controlling 99% of the finances in the world and controlling what you eat, sleep on TV, you know, the food in your cupboard, mm-hmm. any liberty that you have. Those are the people that are controlling it. So to if you're not the 1% of the world, we're all brown in some way. We're all discards of society in some way on that level. So we're all we're start- all slaves to that system. I think that's, you know, yes, that's are. the way you have to look exactly. at it. We're all slaves to that system. Not potential. Exactly. We are all slaves somehow to the nonsense that these folks are doing out there. Okay, Lola is saying that your internet was better upstairs. We're going to get into all this. Hey, listen, do you want to try this? Do you want to try shutting off everything Here, and coming I'll back just, on? I'll, I'll just talk restart. to myself for, I'll just talk to myself for however long you take. Don't take too long. Sorry, guys. I'll make it quick. You, you'll come back here. It'll be total chaos here. Okay? Okay, don't miss Go. me too much. I'll be right back. I'll do it right uh, missing now. You, missing you already. <laughs> missing you already. Okay, so we'll try We'll try to do that. Um, let me see. There's, uh, there's, let's, what, what comments? If you guys have comments, I'll try to get to it right now. Um, let's see what's going on here. Uh... Yeah, 42 Chill said, we don't have to go along with your crazy. He also says, show Gorn. All right, you guys want to see some Gorn? We could do Gorn. We could do Gorn. Okay, in honor of Walther, I got a Walther case right here that Lola brought in. Uh, let me see what this is. Ah, uh, this is my PPQ M2 Navy in here. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, no, this is in the wrong box. <laughs> This is supposed to be the PPQ M2, but it's not. It's not in the right box, Lola. Somehow things have been switched. This is the PDP in here, so we can see that. Let's see. Let's. Uh, that is a PDP. That is not a M2 Navy right there. So somehow this got switched out and put into the wrong box. So there you go. <clears throat> but it feels good, man. I really do actually like. You know, there you go. It's the PDP. There you go. That's what we're. That's what we're looking at here. Um, LV Louis Cipher says also let's do Gorn. So there you go. Does anyone out there have a PDP? 
do you have a PDP? What do you think about it? So are you having any issues with it? I'm trying to get this one to focus, which it is now. There we go. Um, it's really nice, and you can use the mag. You can use the magazines from, um, you know, from your PPQ and stuff like that. But I really, I really like this. Uh, I have not gotten any red dots for it yet. Um, I don't know what red dots do you do you guys like out there. I'm thinking of what red dot I want to put in this. I haven't found one yet, and I haven't put one on here. Um, you know, my eyesight is not so bad. It's not so messed up. Well, actually, you know what? Um, it's starting to get messed up. I know that folks out there like the red dots for that reason. Um, although that's not necessarily, if you have astigmatism, you got to do stuff about that stigmatism with the red dots. So there you go. Night Train says, uh, lots of cuts. So there you go. Uh, Walther makes good guns. Yeah, they do. Um... M. Avon says, I recommend talking politics at Thanksgiving dinner. It may save you money for Christmas presents later. <laughs> you know what? I grew up in, like, the way that I grew up, there was nothing wrong with talking about politics and stuff like that with your family. It was okay. It was cool for people to not um, agree with each other and have, like, friendly arguments and all that kind of stuff and then all of a sudden we started getting into this uh super politically correct world where people can do that and i know like the folks i came from they like to argue with each other this if, if if you're from the caribbean or you know people from the caribbean this is like a favorite thing um the last time i was in brooklyn for my mom's wake uh one of my um uh actually Two of my uncles were arguing over this particular thing because one of my uncles uh, was a preacher and the other one <laughs> is basically a devil worshiper, <laughs> you know, and they were arguing and my, the, you know, friendly in a friendly way with each other. There was no fights, you know, they were saying things back and forward to each other. And I could tell, like, these guys have been doing this with each other their whole lives from the time when they were little kids up till now that they're in, you know, in life they've gone in two separate directions and they could talk to each other about things and it's not like, you know, it's not the end of the world. I don't know what happened, uh, what happened with that. We used to be able to talk about our opinions to people and you didn't have to agree with everyone and, you know, go along with it and be politically correct and only say the right things and all that kind of stuff, so... Um, Cruise Man says politics never came up when I was growing up. Oh, interesting. And Lola says nowadays it's like walking on eggshells to bring up politics. Yeah. Um, I always embarrass Lola when we go out places because I always, I, t I don't care. I'll talk to people about whatever. So I don't get into that. So, um, and Night Train says tribalism uh, is taken to a new level. Yeah. Uh, and then Lola says, oh, yes, I remember that. I was so confused. I thought I knew all about your crazy family. Preacher vers versus de devil worshiper. <laughs> that's how my people get down, man. <laughs> yeah, that's how that. The, for the folks out there who know about people from the Caribbean, you, you know, you can testify that that's how people from the Caribbean get down. You know, OK, let's see. We got Alicia back. Let's see. How, what? Oh, my goodness. What? Oh, you better give a shout out to LV Louis Cipher. That's all I can say. <laughs> oh, and there it goes. <laughs> now she's frozen. For one second, it was all good. No, you're there. You're there. You're there. What happened? What did you do? What did you do? 
I just restarted my computer and just restarted the router, just unplugged it and replugged it back in. Yeah. Okay. And I went. Look at that. Look, you know, right now, LV Louis Cipher is out there with a smug, fi- sm- uh, smug f- smile on his face, like my one fan. Hey. Yeah, he's he's very smug out there right now. I could feel the radiation of his smugness all the way from Las Vegas uh, out to Florida. <laughs> he says uh, he says it's working better. She bounced it. <laughs> and Cruise Man's. She bounced it. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> they just want to be able to. See, they don't give a crap, man. I could be frozen only in audio. They don't give a crap about me. They just want to see Alicia. No, okay. About cool. me too, it's all good. Yeah. It's all, it's all good. Yeah. So um, in, in the couple of minutes, uh, Lola says awesome. In the couple of minutes you were gone, I was showing off this uh, PDP I have here that for some reason is in the. I, man, I hate when stuff is in the wrong box. But there's my PDP, my Walther PDP. I hey, I've never shot a Walther. No? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. I've never shot a Walther. Uh, one gun that I shot recently um, that I really enjoyed that I was really mm-hmm. surprised how much I enjoyed it was mm-hmm. uh, Edgar of Guns for Everyone's, his Bursa. He had a little, I, heard, oh, I don't Bursa? remember what it was, but I was oh. like, this is kind of a nice little gun. I was like, I'm kind of cool with it. I like it. Um, was it a, do you, what caliber was it? Like a 380 or a 9 right? millimeter? Nine? Nine, it was oh. a nine. I don't. Hmm. I don't know anything about bursas whatsoever, so yeah. I couldn't. You don't remember what it was called, right? I don't, but um, I liked it. We'll ask him what it was, but I really enjoyed it. Um, a shout out to uh, Mike Waller of MJ's Firearms. I uh, just bought a firearm from him. I bought the new Sig Sauer uh, three sixty five XL. I got okay. it with the you know red dot uh, Romeo. Where one is on it? it? Where is it? Are you, did you get it yet? No, I haven't. I literally bought it this week. So, is, it one of, uh, is that Bursa one of these guns that we're looking at here? I look at me. I think it was that little tiny, this the that Desert Storm one, the one that's like desert sand color. Oh, this Bursa yeah. BP nine CC. I think that might be what it was. FDE. Okay. I think that that's the one that looks I, the most I've familiar. Not, yeah, I've not shot a bunch of Bursas. I've. Uh, that was the only one that I've ever shot, and I mm-hmm. really dug it. I was I was mm-hmm. actually kind of shocked about how much I dug it. Okay. My favorite gun in the whole wide world, since we could show guns, is uh, this guy right here. We got mm-hmm. here. Uh, Glock 43, or my Glock 42. Mm-hmm. Just make it. Have around. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my best friend right here that I go everywhere with. Um, mm-hmm. I love this gun. Um, anybody want to send me free 380 ammo? Please do. Come on now, show me some love. Um, uh, so you, you didn't stock up on 380 ammo? Is that what you're saying? You didn't stock I, up on that's that? That's the thing. I didn't have 380 ammo. I have a lot of um, mm-hmm. like uh, hollow points, tons of hollow points, a good decent amount of FMJ. But I want to train. I want to bust caps and with 380. With 380, right? Yeah, you need to stock up. You need to get a lot of 380 if you're going to do that. Yeah, and I, I mean, uh-huh. I used to. I used mm-hmm. to buy 380 in um, bulk of a thousand rounds each time, and I used to get an excellent deal out of it. But you know, I buy it because I use it. So it wasn't like I, I would get down to maybe you know three, four hundred rounds, and it'd be like, okay, it's time to mm-hmm. get some more. And then you know, we. Yeah, I'm looking at. Uh, let me see if I can include this in while we're talking here. I'm looking at Brownells, so I'm going to search 380 right now see what kind of 380 they have 
while we're here talking. See if I can even find anything. Let's see. Is there... Uh, hold, hold on, I'm gonna search in. Let's see if we can search in ammunition. Uh, out of stock. There out you of go. Stock, out of stock. Out of stock. Oh my God, they don't have anything in stock. There you go. Yeah. And there you yeah. go. We're not even gonna go on to the other pages. <laughs> yeah, there's Story nothing in stock at even at even at uh, Brownells. The story of my life. I um yeah. the reason I got that new uh. 365 i put my hands on it a couple times and i could i got really good trigger trigger coverage on, on it and i can maneuver the mag drop really nicely with my little tiny ass hands and mm-hmm. i could rack the slide well so the ergonomics on it is really nice mm-hmm. and i don't have anything with a red dot yet so mm-hmm. um i might as well i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. well you gotta change that but uh i have yeah. the glock 43 x and I love that gun. It was upstairs, but I came down here to uh, oh, okay. talk with you. But um, I have a 43X that I absolutely love, but mm-hmm. it's still just a little too big in the handle, in the mm-hmm. grip. I had the 43, and then I got the 43X, and you know I don't know why, what, where I skipped a beat, but for some reason I thought that it was going to be like a different slide. But you can actually take the slide off of the 43 and put it in the 43X mm-hmm. frame. Okay. So um, – mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. I'm going to order just me a new frame for okay. my 43, a completed frame, and then just have two 43Xs because, I mean. Different setups. So yeah. so, one of them, was, so one of them works great. So you're saying the 43 works great for your, for your hand for grip-wise. I don't really okay. love okay. the 43, and here's why. Okay. It's a little, like, I'm going to make sure this is. See me. I already go back to playing with guns. Like this is my little forty three mm-hmm. or my my forty two. I mean, I have great coverage on this thing. I mean, mm-hmm. like boom here. Yeah, those fingers. What, what's your what's your hand size? If you don't mind us asking. M- Muppet. <laughs> no, no, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to say that. Are you like small? Are you extra small? You know, I'm I'm large on my hand size. I'm I'm large. Everything. Extra small. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. extra small everything um except for mm-hmm. like other things uh, but mm-hmm. um right okay all right <laughs> so like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. but when it comes to like maneuvering stuff and using things the gun industry doesn't really have guns that are nine millimeter that are made for really really small hands and so i, I would i thought to me i think the sig um what is it the what not the P320. What's the other SIG that everyone loves? Uh, I have the 238 and I have the 938 uh, SIGs. One's a 380, one's a 9mm. Okay. And I have both of those. And they're mm-hmm. like small, really subcompact um, mm-hmm. semi autos. What about the, the 365? Did you try that? I thought the 365, like yeah. Lola likes the 365. I don't. It's too small for my hands. That feels like it was made for women, lady hands. Or little midget dudes. Yeah, <laughs> Babyface has one. He loves it. He's uh, he's got he's got little so tiny I, ham hocks. <laughs> I'll tell you when I uh, put about five hundred rounds in it. I'm as soon as I get it, I'm all giddy. I have when it comes to nine millimeter, I got a you know a pretty good surplus of nine millimeter. So when I get this gun, I want to go bust some caps. Um, since I'm gonna have a red dot, I want to go take um, a red dot course with um, Ken Scott. Okay, uh, uh, Prevectus. 
Yeah. So I um, want to go back out there and uh, get my red dot lesson in. But um, um, that's in that's in Atlanta, right? Provetus, I think. Is he is out in Kennesaw. So yeah, suburb oh, of Kennesaw, Atlanta. Georgia. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Kennesaw is cool. Up there in Georgia is just so. Oh my God! It's like yeah for an indoor range like. Don't get me wrong. It's one of the reasons I love to go to Georgia is because you can train outside. It's fun. You're just it's trying fun. to cruise around Atlanta. Don't front. You said that the last time, and I was, the whole time I was like, "No, she just wants to be. She just. You just want to party in Atlanta. I just want to party, but it doesn't matter where. Exactly. Exactly. I just want like, oh, I, I like because all the gun guys are there. You know. Well, the thing Kevin is, Kevin Dixie's there, guy. and you know, and Devin is there, and all these guys are there. No, you just want to party in Atlanta. That's all it is. So, I actually, true story, I didn't like Atlanta. I always had a real bias to Atlanta. I was always like, eh, Atlanta's too hood for me. Atlanta's too ghetto for me. Uh, I was all in my shit about it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, eh, I need, I want to go get some good training. Um, then I saw, I researched some training. I found Katie. I found uh, Ken Scott. Ken was actually the first person I looked up to go get training from out there. So I was like, ah, I guess I'll go out Atlanta, um, shoot with some guns. And me, I, you know, I never let any opportunity go without uh, a little bit of adventure. So I was like, oh, I'll go uh-huh. a couple days early. And that way I can, you know, check out the town and mosey around and go see what's up. And mm-hmm. so I got there and I was like, damn, Atlanta's fun i was like it's funnier like yeah how many, stri- how many strip clubs did you go to in atlanta don't lie to us we might already have evidence uh-huh. <laughs> wait how many <laughs> okay uh-huh sure Seven so far yeah um they're fun though i'm like that's uh-huh. fun because i mean let's talk about it strippers right if you're gonna be a stripper work it dance do something like entertain me like you're supposed to be an entertainer like i can go anywhere <laughs> and you know see mm-hmm. naked chicks it's like that's not what stripping's about like give me a show put on a performance you know what i mean do oh, something you're talking that's- burlesque that's a whole different thing you're- i love burlesque but i mean yes, if you're yes. gonna strip and you're gonna be naked and stuff twirl around on the pole do some dances you know be entertaining don't just like you know do the you know stripper leg high heel clap and boom and then give me some money it's like right. I'm not here for that. Yeah, everyone and their mama could do that, you know, with this like stripper works out workouts, you know. Now there's a now there's booty dancing workouts. I I know you've seen. There has been a long time of that happening. It just wasn't as mainstream as it is now. I like this. I'm not complaining. This is a good thing. Women of America should take the booty dancing workout classes. (laughs) If you have a booty, if you have a booty, it's hard. A booty is not necessary to do this. I have I have a booty, but I have like I don't have like a wobbly booty. So like you see like you know the girls do it and their booties are all wobbly and they do all these wobbly booty tricks. I'm like that kind of looks like it hurts. You know like I don't want my ass just wobbling all you around. You mean your butt your butt muscle might get disconnected or something or sprained? <laughs> like, you know <laughs> you might tear a glutamus. <laughs> One yeah. lesson I learned early on in life: if there's gonna be a hoe in the room, I'd rather it be someone else. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. but listen, you don't have to. Uh, uh, you know, I've done research. You don't have to have a big booty to do these things. Show me, send me some videos, Hank. Uh, show me some. No, well, no me some I mean that was a long time ago. I don't have that stuff. I don't know. I don't know anything about those kinds of things nowadays. You know, I mean, I don't. I don't know anything about that. I spent all my mo- all my money right now goes to uh, guns. And cars. 
Anyway. I want. I, and I've and, and my and my two kids. Uh, I should have said that first. But the, <laughs> the two kids that are in college. That's where a lot of money goes to. I um, I've been wanting to buy a sports car. I'm in that. I'm in that place in my life where it's like I want to get rid of everything old. Like I don't want any of my old shit anymore. I'm so, I'm selling all my comic books. I'm selling like oh, all my what? toys. I'm selling everything because <laughs> it's like. Screw it. I'd rather just have good opportunities and good experiences and less stuff. It's yeah. like the, you know, I don't need what, all this stuff. What are you driving right now? By the way, Boss Hog says, why are we talking about wobbly booty? Because <laughs> it's fun. Wobble, wobble. That's not me. I didn't bring that up. Uh, Alicia brought that up. I could just tell you um, that right now. What car, what kind of car are you driving now? You want to get a sports car? Uh, what kind I, have of car a, you driving? I have a Chevy. I have a little uh, sports uh chevy a little turbo uh that i love it's tiny okay uh and i have then i have a like a cruise truck. I have a, like a cruise chevy cruise or something no it's, it's, it's small it's like a little chevy sonic lt oh, okay. it's like a little mm-hmm. i love that car i love that car so much I, I bought it twice just because it's great on gas nobody's checking for me in it i've had nice flashy cars before and I just got sick of the maintenance. I got sick of, you know, the attention I have. I'd rather have, I'm incognito broad. So it's like, I'd rather, you know, I own this car. It's paid off. There's no mm-hmm. point in me spending money on shit like that. Like I, I like my money in the closet, in the, in my safe and in the mm-hmm. bank. So it's like, okay. I'm good with it. And then I have a, a little, um, Ford F1 or F Ford F1. I have a little Ford Ranger XLT Ford Ranger. from Nine. I love that. Oh, from ninety nine. Oh, it's a old school nineteen ninety nine pickup okay. that I love. The little uh, extended cab. It's got the little um, uh, shell on top. I love that thing. I think it's good to me. I've noticed I get treated differently depending on what I drive. So it's mm-hmm. like yeah. I'd rather uh, keep it, keep it low key. I don't like all the attention, and I like to drive fast. I drive like a bat out of hell. I really do, okay. and I. I don't need something that's going to get me in trouble. <laughs> so, so why do you, you said you want a little sports car. What are you, I want like a little, uh, I want a little sports car. Like I want what? like a little, like old school, like Audi Quattro TT, mm-hmm. you know, coupe, something like that. Or mm-hmm. even like a little old school Carmen Ghia, like a little two seater, something fun. Okay. I don't know. I'm, I don't know if I'm going through a midlife crisis or what it is, but it's like, yeah. I, I mean, a Carmen Ghia is not going to have that much horsepower. It's going to have like 40. No, yeah, I want just like a little fun sports car that's yeah. just fun that I can go do something. You know, nobody could come with me. That's the excuse. Like, eh, it's a two seater. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a little Porsche. Maybe a little something. I don't mm-hmm. know. But then I start thinking about like, oh, insurance, oh, gas, oh, payment, and then I'm like, mm-hmm. I'll forget it. Yeah, yeah. What do you do for a living? This is what I do. Um, This is what I do. I'm going in business for myself. Mm -hmm. I've been working a lot on finding a way to make that happen. Once COVID hit, I retired from Mm -hmm. a company that I worked for right before COVID hit. Mm -hmm. And um, then COVID happened. And I had just decided right before that, that December, that I was like, I'm going to go in business for myself. I'm going to, you know, start doing instructions full time. I'm going to start doing, you know, uh, gun safety, gun education full time. I'm going to start doing this and that. COVID hit. Screwed everything up. Um, I still did trainings um, for people during COVID. I would go to people's homes, teach them in their houses, you know, like cert guns, demonstrates like that, show them how Mm -hmm. to dry fire, uh, certify them for concealed carry, those types of things. And it worked. It worked pretty well. So it was like, well, I'll continue doing that. 
what I'd really like to do is uh, find a way to marry those ideas and just make sure that we can start getting this Second Amendment advocacy as a full-time job for me, whether it be education, de-escalation, situational awareness, um, having legal workshops for people in Colorado that they can come to to get free advice on concealed carry, mm-hmm. just bringing more awareness to the situation because I think what's going on right now is so critical with all the people moving here. And, you know, generations are changing. You know, mm-hmm. we're losing the boomers and we're getting this influx of, you know, you know, Gen X and, you know, millennials and all that jazz. And I just think we're losing connection to our communities. So if I can figure out a way to make that happen or when I figure out a way to make that happen. Okay. So yeah. what I would say is like uh, LV Louis Cipher, who's going to be very active today, you know, um, uh, he's going to be very active in the chat. He says, uh, is Alicia going into the full-time van life? Here's what I suggest. Get yourself one of those short buses. You know how everyone's building up the short buses? To like, uh, no, seriously. It's not, it's not a joke. Everyone's buying the short. Okay, you remember the short buses? Like the yes. short school buses? Everyone's buying those and making those into campers. True true story. Well, I, I've seen that. I actually follow right. a couple of um, people on Instagram that's like a, the schooly life where they take all the old school yeah. buses and come. That shit's dope. That shit yeah. is super dope. Like straight up. Um, honestly, I was thinking, you know, maybe I'll buy a place in Atlanta. Maybe I'll buy a little condo. I have two little dogs that are my pride and joy that are going to have to be everywhere with me. That's like the only concern that I have. But um, things are changing in my life. And I just want to make sure that I make the right decision. It's kind of weird when you're going through all these like evolutionary changes like on on a straight up spiritual level i've noticed everything about me is leveling up and it's like i'm losing friends because i'm becoming more vocal and more you know adamant about the things that are going on in our community mm-hmm. you know my values have changed too of the things that i want to do and you know what's important to me and how i can handle that i i really would like to see just more outreach and education seeing more gun education available to the youth of our community to you know people that cannot afford to you know pay 180 dollars for a ccw class if everybody could just get on board and i can find a way to have this nonprofit where i'm providing education mm-hmm. you know and awareness to people on either a sliding scale or for free, mm-hmm. I'm all about it. You know, I was um, talking about this with um, Joanna of, uh, you know, the Locked and Loaded Latinos. She's a mm-hmm. she's a friend of mine. And the issue is everybody wants to do something right now, right? Everybody wants to start their own something. And right. it's like there's all this, you know, ball swinging and, you know, dick measuring contests in the Second Amendment industry right now about, you know, well, who's going to do this and I'm going to do that. That's and every, everyone's about. competing with each other. A lot of that going exactly. on. And, yeah. you know, if we're already fighting amongst ourselves and we're already not in cahoots with each other, we're never mm-hmm. going to get anywhere. And that's mm-hmm. one of the issues is like everybody's like, oh, well, I talk about that. So stay in your lane or, mm-hmm. you know, you're a brown girl. So you stay in your in your brown lane. And, you know, <laughs> the brown lane. is the, I don't know if the brown lane. <laughs> You know, that's there's people that have said things of that yeah, meeting, right. No, yes, you know, I know. I, I have times. heard that. I have heard and that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it becomes competitive. And mm-hmm. I, I really I like to stand alone a lot of the times because, you know, I'm not into the whole gun bunny thing. I mean, shout out to Tony Simon. He's the hottest gun bunny in the world. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. It, that's a lot of sexy. <laughs> that's uh, Tony Simon's. Uh, you know, if Tony Simon was. Um, 
you know, in like, uh, what is it, Austin Powers movie, his name would be a lot of sexy. <laughs> <laughs> a lot yeah. of chocolate sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If Tony Simon is Tony Simon, uh, you know, flips and goes over to play for the other team, he's going to be a lot of sexy. Okay, no, gonna I'm gonna be lined up the phone for that guy. Yeah, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hear, I'm gonna hear about it on that one. Okay, go ahead. That's uh-huh. is, you know, the, the perception of women in this industry is changing, and I mean, what over forty percent of new gun owners in this in this United States of America that we live in is are women, and so there's a huge market for things that are oriented towards women, and women are starting to take ownership of you know more than just. You know, their kids. It's more than just, you know, what's going on the table tonight for dinner. All these archaic ways of thinking of what a woman means to be a provider for her family and protect her home are changing, which is wonderful. But, you know, not every woman is every woman. You know, I'm not a mother. I don't have kids. I'm not someone's wife. I don't have those thoughts that go through my mind. You know, I there, there needs to be a voice for just freedom and giving people the opportunity to know what they need to know to make those decisions for themselves without the pressure of, you know, being told like, oh, well, you have to like this or you have to like this. Oh, you like Glocks? Oh, you're a Glock fanboy. Oh, you need a 1911. They've won two world wars. I mean, it gets so convoluted and it, it really turns people off from our industry. And I mean, there's a lot of People in this industry, I mean, you and I know a lot of the same people, but they're dicks. They're just straight up dicks. What What are you saying? They they talk about freedom. They talk about what it means to, you know, be a responsible gun owner, Mm -hmm. but it's my way or the highway. You Mm -hmm. know, you have to train my way. You have to, to believe what I'm saying. And it's like. It's just another way for a narcissist to have a platform. And if we tie that to the Second Amendment, people are going to be turned off by it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how can we, as a new movement, a new grassroots movement, unite and create a network through the United States that it's like, hey, you know, for my cousin in Virginia, hey, go see so-and-so. They're great with firearms training. They're non-biased. They're not going to try to sway you, you know, into the NRA or a political movement. They're going to teach you what it means to have a proper gun for your hand. It's going to, they're going to give you an educated fitting. They're going to tell you the things you need to look for when you're shopping for a farm. They're going to help you. They're going to help you to get training. They're going to teach you about dry fire. They're going to teach you about how to get involved and use your voice to, you know, demonstrate what you think is important and talk about the things that are important when it comes to self-defense, who's going to tell you what it means to use deadly force in your state or what it means to, you know, understand these concepts. That's what people really need is education and connections to those education. And that's where it should stop. That's the, yeah. that's the you, you know, there. something I think just to seize on something that you were saying there, um, I'm not going to knock people for um, falling into categories and then maximizing, you know, being in that category. So what I mean by that is if someone comes up and they're an activist, right? So they're a woman and they're fighting for the women or they're black and they're fighting for the black people or whatever it is. If people or or they're a gun guy, but they fight for they do the political thing or, you know, or they're mm-hmm. a trainer. I, I get it. But, you know, there's only so many positions like that. That's the problem with that. Right. 
There's only so mm. many positions in, for, for, for that kind of thing to exist, and you're only going to get so much attention. Or the people, if there's, let's say there's three positions for each category, everyone's jockeying for that. You know, if the companies are looking to get, like I was talking to some companies recently, and they were telling me, oh, yeah, you know, statistics show us that women are buying all the guns, so we're all about the women now. And I was like, oh, boy. You know, once you do that, how many women are there going to be that are in the gun world. The companies are all going to choose one or two or three at the most women. So if you're trying if you're trying to do the women category, you get limited really fast. I feel like we should just all be human beings. You know, you could be you could be a guy, you could be into politics, you could be about guns, you could be a black person, a, a white person, Latino, whatever it yeah. is, you just be who you are. And folks out there are just going to identify with you and you're going to reach out to a broader market as opposed to just going for that. Because when people when people take you and drop you into those boxes, a lot of times that's very limiting. I think um, if you if you look back, that's what I think happened a lot when, you know, I talk to people about this from time to time. Uh, you know, Colion Noir, for example, right? was was very popular before um before the nra found him a lot of people liked what he did and it wasn't just a thing like it wasn't just black guys looking at it or whatever everyone liked how he did what he did and i think he he would have still been as popular as he is now but when he got involved with the nra everything got magnified but only like one part of who he is got and magnified. also the affiliation I mean, the NRA has left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth because of, you know, all the money issues, all mm -hmm. the political issues, you know, and uh, the opposing team, you know, Moms Demand Action, all these people that are so anti-gun, anti-freedom, and people who are pretty illiterate about guns, not just maybe they don't have an opinion, but, you know, all they know is guns equals NRA. Mm-hmm. So it's like I want to see independent people coming out that it's like, hey, I'm not affiliated with any, you know, organization, this or this or that. I just want to educate the people. I just want to bring mm. awareness. One of the things that I think that we're not having uh, support us right now in this industry, everybody wants to be an instructor. Everybody wants to do that. And that's great. You know, I'm an instructor. Mm. Great. All that jazz. But we really need a department or a company that wants to do real research rather than trust these media outlets to give us the stats, to give us the information, to give us the numbers on what's really happening mm -hmm. in America and our individual states. Who's out there like putting in research? That's mm -hmm. what I want to know. That you can believe, that you would can have faith in. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. And that's one of the things that I have such a hard time with is, you know, I get in these conversations with people when they find out, you know, mm -hmm. hey, I I dig guns, you know, I dig mm -hmm. knives, I I dig this stuff, and mm -hmm. all all of a sudden it's like you're you're uh, NRA and this and this and that, and you must be, love Trump and you must be a Republican. It's like nah, right. I I like to stay alive. I like my safety. You know, I like we my all peace. fall we all fall into a lot of different categories. Like I said, it's nothing wrong with trying to go for that, but it's very competitive and only so many people are going to rule that. Whereas most human beings out there are looking for a mix of things. You know, even if you're a black person, you don't want to see black people all the time when you're looking for, you know, it's like you want to see something different. You know, it's we all, yeah, that's, this is human beings. 
Yeah, yeah. We, we're looking <laughs> for that. We're looking for different opinions. Sometimes you want to hear from a female opinion. Sometimes you want to hear from that. You want to hear from that. You want people to be multifaceted. I think the person that's that uh, it's it's difficult. I'll tell you that. Like I've tried a lot to stay multifaceted in what I do. But it's very difficult, especially in these times when they're forcing us to go down these lanes, to go down these channels. Uh, when I came to America in the 80s, on, on one radio station, you can hear Madonna and then you could hear Run DMC. <laughs> You know, mm -hmm. you could hear Guns N' Roses, you could hear um, one radio station, and we all kind of like listen to that, even though people might have said, oh, I'm more of a rock, I'm more hip hop, I'm more this thing or that thing. We all were aware of those things. Today, we're living in a world where there's no kind of like that's true diversity, you know. Yeah. Um, that's truly a melting pot. That's truly interesting. It's all the colors well, and the flavors. Huh? Everything needs a label now. Everything yeah. needs a definition to everybody. What does that mean? Are you Latin? Are you Latin X? Are you, oh my God. you know, yeah. what the hell are you? It's like, uh -huh. I'm from Colorado. I'm a, I'm a human meat popsicle. <laughs> like comics. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, like, what is a category? Mm -hmm. That's the thing. The entire world is nothing but a gray area. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. And it's mm -hmm. like the more people you surround yourself with that aren't like you, mm -hmm. the more enlightened you will become. The more conversations you have with people who don't necessarily agree with you on anything, that's mm -hmm. where that's where understanding, that's where humanity comes in. And that's what I that's really what I want to see and how I can figure out to make that happen. I'm working on it. I'm working yeah. on it big. I have yeah. um what's up? 2021 has been probably one of the most uh, impactful years of my life. I've been okay. doing a lot of change and making a lot of decisions and putting myself first and a lot of choices. And it becomes to the point where it's like, people are looking at me like, what is going on with you? What What is it that you're doing? What do you get now? It's like, well, when I figure it out, I'll let you know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> By the way, is that a, is that a big t-shirt printer behind you? Yeah, it is. I'm. Oh. Uh, I have a big T-shirt printer back here. I print T-shirts. <laughs> I just realized that. Yeah. Um, okay. My dogs are playing here, so sorry if you hear like oh, munching cool. grumbles. Okay. But uh, I'm having some issues with it. Two of my print heads are giving me grief, so I'm tired of dealing with it. I, I'm shopping and um, seeing if I can upgrade to a different one, trade this guy in, and get a new one. But oh, they're okay. gonna have to. I mean, the yeah, those dogs are getting crazy. What kind of what kind of dogs you got there? I have two lost opsos, Mickey and Peter. Um, okay. It was just my dog Peter's golden birthday this week. Hey, calmate. Hey, hey, calmate. Um, they don't give a shit what I say. No, like, no it sounds like they're uh, fighting over something, so like a chew toy or something like that. They're just playing. Chill out, kid. Um, this is my dog Peter. He's. he's oh, these are little tiny. Oh, look at this. Come on. Yeah, that's literally <laughs> is, a Furby or, a, you know. <laughs> um, it looks like a little, um, you know, what, what is it? A, little, a little Ewok or something like that right there. Yeah. So his birthday mm -hmm. uh, this uh, week on the 16th, it was his golden birthday. Okay. It was 16, 16. I've had that dog, yeah, almost 16 years. I got him when he was eight weeks old yeah. and he's been my ride or die ever since. So okay. that's my boy. Uh, 
People have questions. We're going to show some. We're going to get into more Gorn here in a second. Cruise Man says, "What kind of comics do you like?" You were talking about your comic books. You're getting ready. What kind of comic books? What are you, what are you, what are you into? Show us some comic books, woman. Oh man, uh, what time? Time? What kind of time do you have? We got um, we got almost an hour. We got like at least forty minutes, comics. forty something minutes. Uh, what you got? I collect tons of comics. I love Marvel comic. Was my original mm-hmm. uh, first comic I ever read that just blew my mind was Secret Wars. Um, a huge X Men fan. I sh- love Colossus. Uh, Piotr Rasputin is the reason my dog's name's Pete. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my, okay. uh, my dog's name is Pete and Mickey. If you follow comics, um, mm-hmm. Peter Rasputin is Colossus of the X Men. His brother is uh, Mikhail Rasputin, the cosmonaut, who's the darker, evil version. And um, <laughs> okay, you are a nerd. Uh, I can see it. You're not. Yeah, you're not making that up. <laughs> no, I, right. I'm literally a comic book dork. Uh, I mean, I have comic toys on my desk. Like literally, I. What is that? It is a wolver. Here's a little Wolverine. Here's a little saber tooth. Oh wow! Um, it is a um, comic toy. It's the Uncanny X Men Danger Room setup that you can like. Oh, make a little- like the training room. Yeah. Yeah. Like I yeah. said, you yeah. can have a little yeah. training room thing going. Oh, judge- on. Okay. Don't judge okay. me. But yes, yeah. I no, we're not comic- judging people. The people want to see comic books, Alicia. <laughs> Can I, um, you, can you love, show like, comic books? I love Spawn. I love Frank mm-hmm. Miller comics. Okay. Uh, I love to collect toys. I have tons of pop toys, tons of them. I'm actually selling a whole bunch of them on eBay because it's like, I don't know. What need kind of pop shit. toys? Like those little bobblehead things? Or? I like Funko Pops. Um, Funko. Okay. Mm-hmm. Funko Pop toys. Those are really cool. I love those. Do I you have some cool them. ones? Can we see some cool Funko Pops? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. They're all in storage because they're all closed up. Let me see if I have any over here. Um, they're they're MIB. Uh, well, they're collectors. So my Simpsons collecting uh comic book, bleh. my Simpsons pop figures that I have. Mm-hmm. I have Marge, I have Bart, and I have Krusty, and I have uh, Homer. They're the original Simpsons collection, the four. So right now, I think they're selling on eBay for like anywhere from like fifteen hundred to like four grand for the set, okay. which is ridiculous. So yeah. um. Yeah, LV just, Louis Cipher says uh, my favorite comics are based on Hellraiser, The Terminator, and the Thing movie okay. and TV franchises. If he becomes one of your husbands in the future, uh, I want some kind of freaking royalties out of that situation. The harem? Can I have a harem? You, you, <laughs> you can have a harem if you want to. <laughs> Everyone's voluntarily going in there. It's all good. Oh God, <laughs> I don't care. I need a mechanic. I need a, need network a mechanic. <laughs> yeah. Okay, who's got mechanical skills right now? We're, we're, we're I want some medical skills. Oh, medical skills. Are we talking psychological <laughs> medical skills? Or what are we talking about? Is it actual stuff that needs fixed? or? <laughs> well, depends on what you could break, you know? <laughs> All right. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, um, I love that kind of stuff. Um, what else? What else did you say? What other comic books that I like? I, I love yeah. Spider-Man. I always loved Peter Parker. Um I love Marvel comics. I love um, creepy things too, like really dark stuff. Um, they did all the Dracula things. I have all the Civil War comics from back in the day that they did. Uh, older comics I really dug. I loved Spawn, but um, I never really got into like the new comics that are coming out. Like uh, 
they're kind of sissy. I, I think Marvel went on a rampage or it's like they're trying to be so politically correct that they forgot like you're writing about mutants. Like yeah. you can't be politically correct and be a mutant. The whole thing about being a mutant is you are, yeah. you know. But also who's wanna- buying the comic books? I think when I look at a lot of the stuff now, it's like, do they, are these people, do they even realize who's buying this? Because you're yeah, not it, making it for the people you think are buying it. You know? Everything's lost its flavor. Everything's become so dumbed down. It's like, oh man, I'm so glad that I grew up in a time where we didn't actually have technology in my mm-hmm. youth to dictate what I did. You know, mm-hmm. if I wanted to learn something, I had to seek it out. I had to court knowledge. I had to go to the library, hit up the mm-hmm. card catalog, go find a book, look it up, make some references, mm-hmm. put together my own research. I wish more people would do that because nowadays media isn't about if it's true, it's about who's first. It's about, you know, creating a narrative. It's about, you know, who swing. shouts the loudest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So That's like, can we just have information and get what we want them to get out of it and mm-hmm. make our own decisions? But that's yeah. what the internet should be. Listen, I want to do this before I forget. Uh, Lola said uh, that we got a subscriber here on Utreon. Our first subscriber, Dan Hates You. A big thank you to Dan Hates You. <laughs> Dan Hates You, right on. Yeah, Dan Hates You. That's his name. He's always he's always been here uh, supporting us. So big shout out to Dan Hates You for subscribing to us here on Utreon. Uh, and people could do that, by the way. If you want to support us, uh, if you're on Patreon, you can use Utreon instead. If you want to support us, this Utreon is kind of like a Patreon with a YouTube-ish kind of platform element to it that we could broadcast and do all these things. So uh, big thanks to Dan Hainty. We appreciate that. So, That's cool. So is uh, Utreon more like the, it's going to replace YouTube kind of a thing, hopefully, like less... Uh, yeah, and I think it's a combo, right? It's a combo of Patreon and a co- and and uh, YouTube, and we're definitely using it for going live because we can show guns and stuff like that. So I'm gonna break out some. I'm gonna break out some more guns here and show them off. Let me uh, let me start with this. So we talked about Glocks, and I know there's Glock fanboys and Glock haters. So I have the nine uh, millimeter Pistole eighty, the P eighty. Have you seen these? Do you know what this no, is? So basically, uh, when Glock first came out, this is the this is what the first Glock was. The Pistola 80 is really what the first Glock was. And I don't know how many of these were actually in America. Maybe a very few. But this is what they came out around the world. This is like what they call the original Tupperware Glock that everyone talked about. In a tup- in an actual Tupperware container. See that? It comes in a Tupperware container. This is a special edition that, uh, I forgot who was it, Lipsy's, I think, had this out, special edition. So it comes in a in a Tupperware container like that that you open. This is what it looks like on the inside. And it's basically just your very plain, basic Glock, you know, is what you're looking at here. Isn't that a beautiful sound? Yeah. So let's see. There you go. Like, check that out. No, No finger ridges, no crazy stippling or serrations i mean you got this up here but no serrations up here like you know how some glocks have that little thumb divot yeah very simple very simple um you know the p80 that's what it is that's dope yeah so uh yeah i actually like this you know it's weird right like we're going backwards (laughs) now we're pining for the days when everything had no bells and whistles on it so that's Sometimes one of, that's one of my going things there I share, I'm sharing with you guys. 
But so sometimes that's there. I have a whole bunch of crap on my my carry gun. Like I have the little mm-hmm. Hogue um, grips on it on my mm-hmm. little three. Got the little Hogue grips on it. Um, mm-hmm. I have the extended uh, slide lock on it right here. Mm-hmm. My little Muppet hand. Okay. And then I is your is your it. is that blue? Is your frame blue? Is it? Am I seeing that? It right? is Every like time a million colors. So if you, oh, I'll, I'll okay. back, put like a black, get it on the black like. Oh, okay, kinda... I see it. Yeah, I noticed that from before. I was like, okay, and then you got grips, the whole grips. You said on there. Yeah, I have the little baby whole grip on it, so oh, cool. I dig it because it helps me, you know. So when it's like good, keep a good little grip. So when I'm shooting, my hands nice and sturdy, and you know, I go like sometimes when you're when you're here in Colorado, it's so dry. But then you go shoot where it's like super humid and stuff. You got a little sweaty hand. It really helps, like keep your grip on it after a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of nice because it, it helps absorb absorb a little of that felt recoil too. In my mm-hmm. perspective, anyway. Um, right. I just got some new sights put on yeah. it. Yeah, I like how those are blue. Yeah, <laughs> I like well, the, I, um, is that blue or green? They are like a green color. Okay, They're green. Like a, okay, it's looking blue to me here. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. You want to like move my gun around? It like could be purple here. My even in mm-hmm. it's like. It's blue, and then if I go this yeah. way, it's like purple, and then mm-hmm. yeah. So it's a custom little painting job I got done for myself because I'm right. like, That's oh, cool. I love that so much. Yeah, I like that. I yeah. yeah um, let's see if there's questions. Suck though. Like it's starting. I'm seeing the paint starting chip right here on the trigger guard. It's starting uh, to like chip and. Eh me off a little bit but yeah else. that's the downside that's the downside of getting fancy uh mavens oh let's see what's your holster here what do you got so shout out to insane kydex creations they made this for me a female company she makes this it's like the it's called the flextron it's for like appendix carry i'll show you it looks like right a here. corset um yeah, it kind of does look like a corset. All right. So da, like- da, 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 Okay. <laughs> it goes like your pants like this. Uh-huh. And so it like flexes. So it moves right. around and then you can carry an extra mag okay. with it all. So it's like you can have your set up. I see. Yeah, that's cool. So mm-hmm. I dig it. But uh yeah. My feelings last time when you were telling me you were like Gucci's uh, anti-gun, so I was like, "Oh man, oh my pad." <laughs> oh, okay, that's why. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Gucci. So I'm like, yeah. "Oh, that, that's." I remember so. we were talking about that. Um, so let's see here. We got some questions. Mavens M Aven says, "Do you prefer a Utreon or Patreon or no difference?" Um, honestly, I I would prefer you guys support us here on Utreon just because. They're more open and to, to have lines of communication with us and all that. I see Edward Brower is in the chat right now talking to you guys. That's the CEO of Utreon. So I, if you ask me for a preference, I'd say go with that. Um, if you feel comfortable supporting us on Patreon, we're, we're not going to close it down, but we're definitely going to try to funnel everyone over to, to these things because I think the people who are supportive of what we're all doing and not getting in our way, we should try to Absolutely. support them as much as possible. So, of course, uh-huh. I, I I'm I'm the same way. I I only like to shop places that I know are all about freedom. I'm mm-hmm. totally with that. Like yeah. everybody can miss me with a lot of stuff this year. 
because they're telling you to get vaxxed. They're telling you what you can and cannot do. It's like, mm-hmm. if this is a platform for you to use your freedom of speech, you should be able to talk about whatever the hell you want to talk about. It. And I think yeah. people have a hard time. Like, well, that's not okay. That's not this and this. And that's like, just because you don't like something doesn't mean it's bad. Mm-hmm. Deal yeah, with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's just not your cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. Then don't pay attention yeah. to it. Like, if you don't like something, yeah. leave it alone. Keep it moving. Rather than, you know, getting all caring on everybody and be like, oh, you shouldn't think that. This is bad. Let's shut them down. It's like, that's when we, those are all infringements on our civil liberties. And it's, it's become mm-hmm. normal for people to bitch about civil <laughs> liberty. And it's yeah. like accepted these days. It's, yeah. it's blowing my mind. So let's see. Um, do we want to do more Gorn? Do the folks out there want to see more Gorn? Do they want? Do you? Do you have stuff you want to talk about? You want to talk about the news? What are you following in the news? I know you had some stuff you and Lola were talking about, like pre-show oh, yeah. notes. But, um, but we've gone off the we've gone off the tracks already, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, we could talk. Yeah. What are you What are you looking at nowadays in the news? It could be anything. I don't care. It doesn't have to be gun related. Yeah. Um. Let's move in your needle. I ain't gonna lie. Um. Mm-hmm. The issue with, you know, the shooting here in Colorado, uh, the Good Samaritan, John Hurley, in Arvada, Colorado, he stopped a could have been mass shooting. He was killed by a police officer who the police thought he was the bad guy. And uh, now the it just came out in the news this week that the police officer is not going to uh, be charged with anything. So. so to just run this down for people, what happened there? There was a guy going around killing cops or something, right? Or So, yeah, he had some sort of, like, little diary or manifesto. I don't mm-hmm. even know the name of the killer. Honestly, I don't even like to re- repeat their names because they don't deserve any anything mm-hmm. at all, energy at all. But he was on one saying he wanted to kill a whole bunch of pigs and the words that he used. And he wants to make mm-hmm. sure that if he dies, he at least take the whole bunch of them out. He okay. got and you know the, what? Which report is correct? Because obviously I wasn't there and the media is never correct on anything. But they've said semi-automatic shotgun. They've said pump action shotgun. They've said AR-15. They So some form of rifle looking gun is pretty much the gist of what I can get. But that, you know, the bad guy shows up. He starts trying to uh, pop off some rounds and shoot some people in a pretty like um, – I don't want to say affluent, but it's, you know, more of a nicer town. It's a nicer little area of Colorado. It's kind of a small little district. Um, It's called Old Arvada where people, you know, there's lots of bars and restaurants and shops to walk around. And he started busting some caps. A good Samaritan, John Hurley, was in, I think, uh, the um, Army Thrift or Surplus Store or something. Saw something, came out. and I mean, if I'm saying this wrong, you know, shout me out, guys. Tell me I'm wrong. I don't like to be misquoted or say anything wrong. But he came out and saw that somebody was shooting. So he started uh, shooting. Mm-hmm. And he, I think he took down the uh, bad guy. Yeah. And, and stopped the, more loss of life in the in, in the process of doing that. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what happened, I think, is John Hurley either was near or reached for uh, the bad guy's firearm. Whether mm-hmm. it was a rifle, it was some form of a rifle or shotgun. Uh, a police officer showed up on site, saw that, and then shot John Hurley. I think three times, and with him. no warning, no like, hey, drop it, you know. No, hey, none yeah. of that shit. So okay. that's mm-hmm. my issue. I watched a video about it um, for one of the uh, DAs in that area. 
saying that I think it was she was a DA for Jefferson County and Larimer County or some sort or um uh, not Jefferson County, another county here with for gambling. Um, well, she said that they've watched all types of footage and looked at all types of videos and they stand again. You know, they're not going to, you know, hold the officer accountable for the loss of life because, you know, he didn't know uh, who the assailant was. It was a possible second shooter. Mm. And that now articles are coming out, pushing the gun control agenda, saying using all of this to push gun control. This is why you people shouldn't be able to have your own guns. It's saying that it you might save people. You might stop crimes. Harder for police officers to know who the bad guy is. So for people being a concealed carry citizen, uh, makes it more difficult for our police officers. And I'm just like, are you freaking kidding me? So there's. there's there's some questions I have here. When I was looking at this article, and I think there's a couple of different articles out there on it, he got so the police officer shot him in the hip, right, or yeah. the pelvis or something like that. How did he wind up dying? Did they not? Was there just? A, did they just allow massive blood loss? Did they take a long time before they got him to the medical treatment? Uh, it makes you wonder about that whole scenario. And you know, I mm-hmm. tell people. I'm like, the only information we're given is all we have. And I don't trust our corrupt media in the first place to give me an educated answer of the scenario or just even just a neutral synopsis mm-hmm. of, you know, events mm-hmm. that happened that day. Right. So we really don't know. But, you know, I think about it. It's like, so there was no, hey, drop your weapon. There was no any of that. There was no attempt to subdue him without just blasting on the dude. Like. Seriously, yeah. like I'm sure if he had an opportunity to be aware that he was going to be shot, he would have done something. And so, you know, I've had a lot of people comment on this on like my Instagram. Mm-hmm. There's some, uh, some people that are haters. They're like, well, you know, he shouldn't have reached for the bad guy's rifle. That was his mistake. So, so let's, I think let's maybe he was maybe he was trying. Like, you know, it's possible that he didn't know whether that guy was truly out of commission, and yeah. you know, he right? was trying to right. remove that right. from. Yeah. I mean, look, listen, this is once again, just a, a confluence of misunderstandings that could lead to this. But this is not a reason why people shouldn't be able to defend themselves. People look, he stopped the guy at the end. Right. He stopped the guy. You know, this person could have killed more at people at the cost of his life. And I think a lot of us out there, we don't want it to cost our life to do that. But if, if that's what it means, then we would rather have that because for them to say that there's a lot of undercover cops or off duty cops out there that are armed that might see this situation. So an off duty police officer could have seen this intervened, gone to remove that weapon from that guy. At the same time, another cop showed up that didn't know who he was and shot him. This is the, mm-hmm. the world's just messed up. <laughs> you know, that's, I, that's right. My my take on this is let's use this as an opportunity to create scenario awareness. If in fact you do have to use your firearm in something like that, you know, I was talking with a couple of my peers in this industry. And one of the things that we say is you always keep, you know, even like when you're building a battle belt, even these police officers in the street, you keep your lethal things on your strong side. You keep your non-lethal thing, lethal things on your support side, mm-hmm. right? So it's like if my support side to my left side. That's where my cell phone is. If you're in a confrontation like that, pick up the phone, call 911, create yeah, a double I'm, narrative. I'm showing, you, I'm showing your IG over here on the side, by the way. Yeah. Oh, so I see you got like, a picture of me and you there. Look at that. Hey. Mm-hmm. hey. Uh, it, it looks like I'm a little bit taller than you. 
Oh, who no, isn't? <laughs> oh, who isn't? I think I had like four inch Jimmy yeah. uh, shoes on too that day, so I was really going You're for cheating. It. You're definitely cheating. Yeah. Oh, so I this is cheating. this is that article that you posted. So people got people got mad at you for this. People got some upset. I had some people like okay. block me or unfollow me and shit because it's hmm. like you know. We're, we're talking about the fact that, oh, he shouldn't touch the gun. It's like, let's not do that. Let's look at this as an opportunity for education on how mm-hmm. we do handle these things. How do we create a double narrative? How do we make sure we get on the phone, right? And then and say, hey, I'm a, my name's this. This is what I'm wearing. This is what I look like. Mm-hmm. I just shot somebody trying to kill people. I am armed. You know what I mean? You have to create these things. And also, what are we doing to not educate our police officers and take care of our law enforcement that they're having enough exposure to these things that they're not given this type of training where they're told what if you get on the scene you don't know if that person's a good person or a bad person how do you preserve life in the best possible way that you can is really preserving life you know unloading three rounds into someone you haven't even confirmed who he is or actually tried to subdue him like what what was his body language that you felt that he was a threat because if we look at other civilian cases where a citizen uses their gun against a law enforcement law enforcement officer it's like okay well what were you doing what was your body language was the gun pointed at you what were you doing was he was he leaning over to pick it up put it down i mean there's all these gray there's areas too many things could go wrong i mean that, that i think you're right that people you know on both sides need to be to have some kind of training or conversations or think about what happens but no matter what you do at the end of the day when your adrenaline and everything is pumping you know oh, it yeah. just does things to you and things could go wrong unfortunately i would say for sure if you're in a situation like that you know you need to realize that there's other people rushing into that and you know and nope. like immediately you need to put away your gun back out of that situation or whatever because you don't know what could happen when people come into it at the same time a police officer coming into that maybe shouldn't be just reacting like boom boom i'm going to start shooting at people here uh, I mean, yeah, there's, it's just there's all kinds of multitude of things that are wrong. You can't place mm-hmm. the blame on all these people. But what I am saying is all of, there's so much that could have been prevented if people had more education, people mm-hmm. had more exposure, if we had more conversations and education when it came to firearms and how to handle an active shooter or a proposed active shooter situation. Mm-hmm. Because So one of the things that I'm pissed about, you're asking me what's going on, one of the things I'm paying attention to mm-hmm. is – Within this year, I think six laws, six gun control laws have passed in Colorado. There's a couple of House laws, a couple of Senate ones. And one of them is a $3 million uh, allowance of guess whose money, my money, to open up an office of uh, like firearm bad something prevention or gun violence prevention or something of that nature. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's just more gun control. It's just another way to say gun control. Right. Okay. So there we have the state now has three, $3 million they're putting aside for, to prevent gun violence. And okay. let me guess, <laughs> do you think that, that has anything to do with education of guns or. No, no that's going to be used for political purposes to create more laws or support uh, anti-gun uh, organizations that already exist out there, you know, Absolutely. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that sucks. That sucks. Attention to in my, uh, in my news world, mm-hmm. I don't subscribe to news. I'm one of those people. It's like, I don't watch the local news because it's just depressing. It's just, it's just bad for your energy. Um, mm-hmm. 
So I do a lot of independent news uh, that I look at. Mm-hmm. That I just have you know things that come up on my phone that are I have keywords that happen. Um, another thing that I was noticing today that I saw in the news is mm-hmm. some former NBA or NBA um, football player was caught, and I saw it on the source. I'm not sure if you guys remember the hip hop magazine. The source, the source. yes, yeah. My mics on that. Yeah, my mom smiled when my name was up in the source. Yeah, yeah I actually just met the yeah. owner, the founder of the source, when I was in uh, Las Vegas um, at my hotel. So uh, what's his name? Uh, what the hell? Oh, uh, shit. Mm. I know who you're talking mm. about. Yeah, I know who you're but, talking uh, about. He was on uh, Love and Hip Hop. I was like, I've yeah. never watched that show, never once. So mm. I had right. no idea who I was talking to for 45 mm. minutes in front of the. <laughs> Literally, uh, I had no clue why he was such a big deal until he was like, You have no idea who the hell I am, do you? Mm-hmm. Um, but on their website, on their IG today, they posted. A uh, former, I think, NFL star, I don't know if he's a former or not, uh, caught on video, either like her nanny cam or some cam in the house, where he just literally throws the mother of his child with the child in a little carrier on the couch into the TV. He's beating the holy hell out of her. And the the headline was, allegedly. (laughs) I was like... Okay, he was allegedly caught uh, in a domestic violence situation where he basically beat the crap out of uh, the mother of his child. So he, you, it, the video yeah. shows him throwing her into the. I TV. would like to see some athletes uh, taking the knee for that. You know, stop, um, stop spousal abuse. You know, something like that. Do some some nonsense like that, man. Take a knee on that design. one. Be brave. <laughs> uh, they really are. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm not defending the dude by any means. I mm-hmm. mean, guys like that need to mm-hmm. need to be dealt with. Uh, I love street justice. I'm okay with it. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll sleep just fine knowing someone pulls his card somewhere somehow. Um, the thing is, we glorify these people and mm-hmm. we get we cater to them their whole life and give them pats on the back, give them ways to get out of stuff because you know lord forbid they're not on point for the game on sunday mm-hmm. oh god we don't need him this and this and that i mean i've dated professional athletes i've dated starting linemen i've dated professional hockey players i've dated professional football players and it's i cannot believe the things that i've seen and i can't believe the things that they get away with and the entitlement and it's like I'm not I'm not lumping all these guys up into one. I mean, good people everywhere. There's bad people everywhere. I, what I'm saying is, we give these guys these platforms to get away with violence for work. You think that that they're not going to take that home? Mm-hmm. And it's like you know our culture. You know, you hear these songs all the time. You know, I'm gonna show you how to bag a eight figure. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is like the mentality of women nowadays. Is like. Get your hustle on by hooking up with a rich dude who has money, who plays sports, and have a baby up by him. Nobody's talking about one, have your own hustle, being be an independent woman, be you know responsible for yourself and your own future. Um, but secondly, these women are groomed to think that this is a great idea. They hook up with these guys and they get into these domestic violence, these severely abusive situations with these very very abusive people. And they're like pretty much cornered. They don't have a way out. You know, they have they have children with these men. You know, they're they're in these men maybe are in control of their finances or how they're going to find a way out or where they're going to go after this. So it's like there's 
everything has a price everything has a price you know what i mean and you know for everything that you want be willing to give up everything that you have so if you really think it's that important to get with someone because of how much money they have that's not your money and you think there's not going to be a price to that there's of course going to be there's going to be a price to that these are all social constructs that we're told you know these Mm -hmm. are all ideologies that we're told Mm -hmm you should believe in that you should go by and that's part of our media and that's in our music these days it's like everything's perpetuating abusive culture and then they wonder why bad things happen it's like take a look around you you're being groomed by the media in all different ways for these things to happen Mm -hmm. so it's like at some point you know you have to shut it out and start thinking for yourself and start doing your own independent research and becoming more um more of a go-getter, more of a independent, educated thinker. Create your own uh, questions and seek them out and get your answers because you're not, if you look one thing up, you're going to get eight different voices from eight different media outlets and they're all going to have an agenda at this point. Yeah. So those are the things that I've been looking at in the media lately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw this, this, I'm going to bring this up here uh, real quick before we, before we go on to other things. Um, and I think Lola sent it over to you. Did you see the Newsweek thing about um, Donald Trump Jr.? I don't know if you... No. I don't know. If, so here, I'll throw it up on the screen. Uh, largest U.S. bank cuts ties to conservative group canceling Donald Trump Jr. event. Um, so basically what's happening here... So it says, okay, the, lar- the country's largest bank has cut ties with a Missouri conservative group, forcing an event that has been set for, uh, to feature Donald Trump Jr. to be immediately canceled. The December 3rd St. Charles, Missouri event featuring the son of former President Donald Trump was organized by the Conservative Defense of Liberty Political Action Committee. We Pay, a payment processor owned by J.P. Morgan Chase, had reportedly been used to handle the event's ticket transactions until the arrangement fell apart. Defense of Liberty founder Paul Kurtman, a former GOP state representative, told the Missouri Independent that We Pay informed him in a message that it would no longer do business with his group based on an alleged violation of terms of service and had refunded $30,000 in payments already processed for the event. It goes on. So basically, they were going to put on this big event in Missouri. Donald Trump Jr. was the headliner. And there was this company called WePay that I've never heard of. I don't know if have you heard of WePay. Um, never. Anyway, they were collecting the money from people. Then somehow, because it's a conservative event, people jumped all over that and said, "Oh, violations, violations! You know, we can't allow you to use our uh, platform to do that." Um, uh, Night Train says he works with J.P. Morgan Chase. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, and. And they cut them off. And a lot of this stuff is going on. Like, I've been banned by PayPal for life because I'm a gun guy. So I can't use PayPal. That's Uh, ridiculous. Yeah. So that's, you know, and it's happening to a lot of people. And so I keep telling everyone, we need to get our own stuff. It's not even, you know. Yeah. You know, that's what we were saying earlier. Instead of everybody clamoring for the spotlight and everybody wants to be, you know, Joe gun guy. There's a need for us to establish businesses in this industry mm-hmm. to cater to our our gun people to our educators to the people we need to get on research to start founding our own affiliations to make sure that we have you know one outreach two education three financial ways to compensate ourselves or to get things done you know institutions that are allow us to you know legislate and people mm-hmm. allow us to lobby things that are going to make us 
you know, a unit rather than everybody wanting to be Joe gun guy. It's like, there's, there's enough for us to all feed each other. I'm not sure if you guys, um, out there in Utron land or whatever land, um, uh, Utreon. <laughs> ever read, uh, um, the divine comedy of, uh, Dante's Inferno. Dante's so Inferno. Uh-huh. Inferno is a, it's a very, very long book. It's a very, very long read. But one of my favorite scenes from this uh, book is talking about uh, heaven and hell and the perceptions of heaven and hell. And so one of the visualizations you get when you're in hell is that everybody is sitting at this huge table as far as the eye can see with all the people that they love at this table. And the table is covered in the most extravagant and wonderful things you could possibly ever want to eat. Uh, But everybody has utensils to feed each other or uh, utensils to feed themselves, but all the utensils are too long, so they can't feed themselves. So everybody starves to death and dies. That's hell. (laughs) That's a good one. Uh And heaven is the same table, the same people, the same food, the same utensils, but everybody feeds each other. And nobody starves and prospers. And that's exactly how we need to look at this industry and the changes that are happening in the Second Amendment community is like, we all have a way that we could feed each other. We have a way that we can help one another and support each other. If everybody could get out of their asses and get off their egos and realize what the greatest good here is and to unite, we have to, mm-hmm. we have to lead by example. It's that time. You know, it's it's the time to leave. It's by past example. that time. I think in a lot of cases, it's it's too look. It's it's really too late by the time you re- you see it coming, and this has been going on for a long time. But yeah, you're right. I think a lot of us, you know, we're looking at other things. We are thinking about our own egos or just what we're interested in, and we don't care. Who cares about the finances or how people buy and sell stuff? I don't care. I'm gonna I, I've got everything I need, or I'll just buy it locally here or whatever. You know, the reality is the three C's, that's how they're going to cut us off. These are the things that we need to thrive, right? We need to be able to communicate, right? And that's what, yeah, that, this is what the platforms are, you know? We need to be able to actually communicate with each other, like what we're doing now, uh, spread the word around Facebook or Twitter or whatever it is. We need to be able to commune, like commune, community. We need to be able to physically get together, see each other, and do events and do things where people of like minds get to gather together, you know? And we need to be able to do commerce. We need to be able to buy and sell things to each other. Yeah. For, in order for us to thrive, that's any. That's not just a gun community. That's any community. That's all. Yeah, all people. This is where they're cutting us off. Every oh, yeah. day, every single day, it's happening to us. So, you know, um, it's. Oh man, I, I think I think we're we're at the point where it's almost too late, and folks just need to take some time and pay attention to this stuff, and take some losses. You know, step back. Sometimes you have to to step back in order to move forward, you know, step back and look at the big picture of what's going on, because more of this is coming for us. And every single day we see this, like in this year, we've seen a mega crap ton of this kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, self-love and self-care starts with with self, right? You have to be able to know who you are and know in order to know how you deserve to be loved, right? You have to have self-value. 
you have to love yourself. And society doesn't preach that. So sometimes it is important to take away, you know, step away from social media, from, you know, all the bus and the hustle that's going on in the world and just kind of spend some time alone. I'm a hippie. I love nature. I, I mean, you can catch me outside literally all the time. I love to go hiking. I, I love to go fishing. I love to just be outside, you know, and go do things of that nature. And I think people will get more in tune with themselves if they tune out TV and start tuning into self, start thinking about what it means to, you know, enrich you. The best investment that you can make is in yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And you're leading by example, whether you realize it or not, there's people that you don't even know exist that are out there in the world that are probably looking up to you and you have no idea about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't have any children, but I just picked up one of my best friend's daughters. She's 10 years old uh, from school the other day, uh, last week, Friday, and, you know, just had a nice day with her. I took her bowling. I took her to have spaghetti. We grabbed an ice cream. We came back to the house. We colored in color books. And, you know, that means a lot to me, but what it means to her is astronomical, mm-hmm. right? The whole and world, the whole world. It really is. The yeah. fact that someone, you know, an older person, an older woman that she looks up to takes a Friday night to want to hang out with her and do these things. And I remember we went to go get uh, spaghetti. She wanted spaghetti and we get to the restaurant and we're leaving out of the restaurant and there's a sign there uh, that says um, no weapons allowed all weapons are prohibited on property or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I looked at her and I looked at the lady and I was like, if I would have saw that sign, I wouldn't have eaten here. You know, we'd have went somewhere else. And I was like, that's a stupid sign. She's like, that is a stupid sign. And we walk outside to the car and I put her in the car and she, she tells me, she's like, cause you have a gun, huh? (laughs) 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 I do. And I was like, and, and she goes, I know, I know you do. And I feel safe when I'm with you. Mm. And to hear a little 10 year old girl tell me that she feels safe when mm-hmm. she's with me, that makes me want to change the world. It really does. And, you know, she went home that night and she, you know, she's chatting her ear off to her mom. And, you know, I love her mom. And her mom calls me. She's like, boy, you did you inspire to inspire this little kid? She's like, mom, there was a sign in the restaurant that said that guns weren't in there. And you know what? She didn't care because she had one on her anyway. And I know that she wasn't going to, she's not a bad guy anyway. And her comment, this little girl's comment was, what are they going to do when cops go there? Are they not supposed to have guns too? What are they going to do if someone from the military goes there and they have guns? Are they going to tell them that they can't be there? Mm-hmm. It's like, you're right. That's absolutely right. But for a little 10 year old to have. Out of the mouth thought, of the babes, you know. Out of the mouth comes of in, right and so yeah. it's like yeah that's my little kita like the mm-hmm. fact that she knows that and she thinks that and believes in me and you know they had a scare the other night i guess um their their power went out and you know some they asked um uh, her mom said hey do you know how to call the neighbors or call so-and-so if something were to happen she was like i wouldn't call them i'd call alicia <laughs> like, like, well that's cute i was like but maybe we should have some protocols and some things in place to have her understand like if something were to happen what do you do honey like mm-hmm. how do you keep yourself safe because it's about your safety you know and you know i talk to my friends about this all the time like when we go out do you have a protocol that you and your friends follow 
if something were something were to go awry, if something bad were to happen, like I ask my God kids, do you know where the car is? Mm-hmm. If we were to get separated, do you know where the car is? Do you know how to get in the car? Do you know uh, how to, you know, call the authorities when we mm-hmm. go here? Do you know where, can you tell me where you could see a, a first aid kit? Mm-hmm. You know, just things working with them about their situational awareness. And it's like when you have these young kids around you and you can start teaching them early about how to value themselves and how to have independent thought and speak your mind. That's really all it is, because she's going to grow up with the impression and the the confidence to know that her opinion matters, that her voice matters. And she has strong female leaders that she can look up to. That's like, yeah, I want to be like them. Like, that means the world to me, man. I, maybe yeah, it really does. even she- you know, you know what it is. I think the I think the powers that be out there just want these kids dazed and confused. You know, they don't want them to know any of those things. They want them to turn to the government for um, for those kinds of answers. You know, yeah. warm and fuzzy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why the music is the way it is these days. Is because mm-hmm. our music nowadays is garbage. It's absolutely garbage. It's not art anymore. It's mm-hmm. junk. It's junk food for the brain. And um we were talking about rap music because, you know, I love hip hop. I love hip hop culture. I love all that stuff. But it's it, rap nowadays is trash. Like toss that. I toss saw that. that um, so actually, actually, my barber, uh, I got my haircut yesterday. My barber called me after and I was like, whoa, what's what's up with him? Did I not pay him or something? Yeah. And he was calling because, um, you know, young Dolph got killed. You know, I don't even know who that is. That's I know a, people that's a, yeah, it's a rapper. He's, he's you know, a rapper or something. And I was like, that's cool, but yeah, I don't you know. know who that is. Um, I've, heard, I've heard his music. Yeah, I've heard his music just because I, uh, you know, if you, if you, let me see if I could pull up an article on Young Dolph since we're talking about that. But, um, yeah. huh? Like someone, some, shot some, him yeah, someone, he, someone just ran up on him and uh, shot him, you know, um. In in Memphis, Damn. you know, um, you know, uh, Damn. what is this? Oh, Memphis police are asking people to stay home in the aftermath of the uh, of the fa- fatal shooting of rapper Young Dolph. I think this is not the first time he ever got shot. So, um, you know, they're worried about things getting crazy out there. But uh, you know, this is I, I'm surprised that still at this day and age, you know, I think he was involved in some different beefs. And he's been shot before, and these things have gone back and forth. And it's not—it's not a new story, right? Um, same old me, story. I mean, but you know, I don't know like what the reasoning for it was. He bragging on money. Someone just had a grudge, something like that. Is I don't that know. My—I mean, I've heard his music and stuff like that. So, but I don't keep up with what the young dudes are um, into <laughs> nowadays. But I think that it was probably just some ongoing, <laughs> huh? <laughs> Me either. I don't know. I mean, know he was shot in he was shot in he was shot in a cookie store. I mean, it says right here, the 36-year-old rapper whose real name is Adolf Robert Thornton Jr. was was uh fatally shot Wednesday inside of Makeda's Butter Cookies in Memphis, authorities says. The owner of cookie of the cookie shop, Maurice Hill, told Fox 13 that someone drove up to the business and shot young Dolph before fleeing the scene. No arrest of inmate. So that wasn't like a robbery or anything like that. That probably um, oh, that was a hit. That was straight up. Like someone was like, "We yeah, homies in town. This is where he is. Roll up on him, take yeah. him out." So it says here, Bye. the rapper's cousins, Marino Myers, told the Daily uh, Memphian that young Dolph was in town visiting an aunt who has cancer and was set to hand out Thanksgiving turkeys at a local event. Uh, 
you know, I hate to I hate to see all this stuff happening, you know. And I think that we we get distracted with stuff that's happening. Like people say right now there's people saying, "Oh, get distracted by this written house thing. Even though this is all white people involved in this, this somehow illustrates how white men could do whatever they want and get away with it." And no one spends no one spends time um looking at the fact that a lot of times these people are killing themselves. You know, in the black community, we're spending a lot of time killing each other. It's got nothing to do with the other man. <laughs> it's your brother you know, man that's taking you out, you know? It's, uh, I mean, I know how people are like, oh, being distracted by Rittenhouse. There's other things like, come on now, we're complex mm-hmm. chordates. We have the ability to pay attention to more than one thing at a time. Like, let's let's be real here. Yeah. Um, the Rittenhouse case is very, very important if people are, if you're anybody who's, anyone who cares about freedom you should be following this case because this is going to change the way freedom looks from this day on this will have extreme effects from for days to come on how this turns out Mm -hmm. because this is not just an attack on kyle's rights it's a it's basically an attack if you have a right to defend yourself Mm-hmm. And this is about self-defense. That really is what it's about. And I think people need to get out of their feelings and look at this objectively and say, okay, what's the big picture here? Because it will affect all of us. It affects every American, everybody in this world right now because of what our liberties are being um, up against, right? At, at, with, with just what happened. And yeah. I mean, every, you know, all these memes, all these people talk to shit. It's like, okay, some things could be funny. It's nice to have a laugh. A, I crack jokes all the time. I I can't take anything seriously. Sometimes I'll make fun of everything, but you know, there is a time and a place like let's get real here and let's hunker down and let's, let's be active on how we're handling this and how we're portraying ourselves in the media because people are looking at us too. Yeah. People are, Uh, by the way, LV wants you to camera up a little bit. I don't know. That's what he's saying. He says you're out of frame. There you go. Boom. Yeah. He wants to see the full picture. I don't know what he's up to. I don't know what he's doing over there. Here, I'll give him just a, there you go. That's for you, LV. I hope you I hope you enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just uh soak all that up. Uh <laughs> you know, enjoy <laughs> what you get out there. That's it. That's all that's all you get. Um yeah, I agree with you. Shout out to dude. Right on. Thanks for yeah. all the love. Uh he says that's better. He says that's better. Okay, listen, let's um we've got maybe like a minute or something here. Can I show one more thing I brought out here? Yeah. And then we'll wrap this up real quick. Um this is something I this I'm very proud of this actually. So this is a Henry. Oh, why did I how did the camera go to you? It's supposed to go. There we go. So here, this will give you guys a hint of what this is. Can you see that? Uh, Thousand Man Shoot. That's so, dope. So I was at the Thousand Man shoot, and um, this is actually so the Thousand Man shoot. I don't know if you remember this, Alicia. There was like a plethora of people there. Yeah, um, it was like a thousand people shooting at one time out in Arizona, and it was put on by Henry Rifle, and everyone was shooting the same gun. People, I need to know more about these events. This was a, like, this oh. was a couple of years ago. This was a couple of years ago. Everyone was shooting the same gun, and this is the gun that I shot. So at the same time, at one time, everyone shot this one gun. See there, it's inscribed "Thousand Man Shoot." Yeah, yeah. Henry, big boy, um, golden boy, uh, twenty-two. This is the gun. I actually got my gun. And I have it, and it's one of my coolest possessions out there. And I love uh, showing this off to people that I was part of the Thousand Man Shoot. Big up to everyone who was out there at the time. 
who was part of that. And I hope Henry does this again. This was such like such a fun thing. If you guys look at if you look up Thousand Man Shoot, you'll see there's uh, lots of videos and stuff like that, and lots of folks out there. Events like that. I wish people had more events where we would get together and just you yeah. know kick it old school and bust some caps and roast some weenies and you know uh-huh. talk some smack. That's yeah, I'm fun. not letting you roast my weenies. <laughs> but yes, I agree with you. You know, we should we need to get together and have fun more often. I totally agree with that. Okay, so listen, let me see. It's really tight here in the van, so I'm gonna try to put this over here to the side. There we go. That van, dude. That van's huh? pretty wicked with. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's fun. It's fun having the van. I got like all kinds of things from that time, you know. I have all kinds of little uh, little uh, things that help me remember that time. Okay, so listen, we're uh, we're past nine o'clock here. Fun, you know, fun times all around. Whenever I'm hanging out with you, time goes by really fast. Oh yeah, I'm so entertaining. You are. You're, yeah, I think you're entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. I think the people out there agree too. I'm glad we got the video and everything fixed here. Hey, uh, I'm glad that I'm on this new platform with you. That's super cool. Thank you for uh, letting me be a part of it. That's awesome. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks for coming on here and joining us. So, Alicia, the Boomstick Babe, tell these uh, dudes and dudettes out there if they want to, uh, if they want to follow up with you, follow you on social media, communicate with you, or whatever, support you. How do yeah, they do that? Yeah, hit me up on IG, guys. I'm the Boomstick Babe on IG. Yeah, at the Boomstick Babe. That's me. I have a website, BoomstickBabe.com. I have a link tree associated with my IG. Um, pretty basic stuff. I'm just a loudmouth chick from Colorado who likes guns and does what she wants to do so um thanks for even just supporting and giving me an avenue and allowing me to have a voice and spending your night with me that's so great that's such a compliment to me you have no idea oh it's fun man um i you know like i said i always have fun talking to you and stuff like that and i think people enjoy that too so that's you know that's why we have you here so um let's do this i am going to roll in the end lola wants me to remind everyone that by the way the blackout coffee she says right now have you checked out the tasty new holiday flavors from blackout coffee uh new flavors plus holiday gift ideas are available now and you can use the code um uh, what is it uh bfcm21 for 21 percent off um, site-wide and plus free shipping this is from lola yeah, this is a different um, company from Black Rifle Coffee Company. This no, is it's not. not Black yeah, it's not Black Rifle Coffee. It's Blackout Coffee Company. And there is a code. There is a code here. I'm trying to see if... Uh, I think Lola's probably got it in the chat or she's put, pasting that in the chat. Or you could hit us up or I'll put up something there. But uh, check out Blackout Coffee Company. They've got a lot of cool stuff going on out there. I would recommend everyone to do that. Big thanks to Walther for sponsoring the show. We really do appreciate the folks at Walther that have uh, always looked out for us here on the show for a long time. Um, I'm going to run in the end. I'm going to come back, and Alicia is going to hit us with words of wisdom. Uh, Cruiseman mm-hmm. says he's following you on IG. Awesome. And don't yeah. be shy, guys. I'm just an average everyday gal. Reach out. Say what you want. Engage. Ask me stuff. You know, mm-hmm. create a network. Let's, you know. Yeah, I'm going to monitor your DMs, man. I'm going to see what kind of sliding up into DMs is going on with you. I'm not and that cute, guys. It's gonna, not that important. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I think people make it up their minds, you know, <laughs> making up their own minds here. Stay right there. I'm going to roll in the end. We're going to come back. 
Yay. All right, guys, thanks for hanging out with us here. It's been a fun show, hanging out with Alicia, the boomstick babe. Um, make sure you go to hankstrange.com as well as we're going to rip the audio out of this and throw it up on iTunes and all your other favorite places to get your audio podcast from. Alicia, uh, what's your words of wisdom for tonight? What you got? I'm going to have to give a shout out to my favorite dead uncle who's somewhere in the universe listening to this. Um, love isn't love unless you give it away. I said that to Lola earlier, you know, if you got love, spread it, give it, show love, spread love, be love to people, love yourself, love the people around you. That's the way that we unite. That's the way we get together. That's the way we break down barriers. It takes away everything is the power of love. So love isn't love unless you give it away. Awesome. Make sure you share it with your neighbors. Amen. Amen. And by the way, tomorrow we've got the guys from PSA. Palmetto State Armory, those dudes are going to be on the show live tomorrow from right here from Utreon. Big thanks to Alicia Boomstick, babe. We are out of here. Thanks so much, Alicia. Stay right there. I'm going to end this right now. We're out. We'll see you guys tomorrow.